0: Log Talk Radio. Mm
1: law, new world order, FEMA camps, guillotines, aliens, UFOs, fallen angels, Anunnaki, their earth will never be the same again. and can
4: Father, thank you, Lord. Father, we praise your holy name, and I thank you for for continuing to reveal to me things that I can reveal to the listeners. They may be not such humongous revelations. They may be not such, um, you know, mysterious allegations uh, that so many perhaps other places are talking about. I don't know. I don't know because, as you know, Father, I don't listen to anybody else. I try my best to be obedient to what you've led me or where you've led me in my walk, and I praise you for that. And I thank you, Father, especially for when you show me new things, new things that I can share with others. Father, we just don't ever have enough time on this program, and I certainly, as you know, don't have the physical strength to do more programs. (laughs) Father, I praise you for the Black um, Eagle uh, Christian tree service that you hooked me up with it's going to cut way back that gigantic leviathan of a tree that's sixty feet across and sixty feet high behind my behind my window right here. Hopefully before Hurricane Lee turns into a cat five and says darn the torpedoes and heads straight into Fort Lauderdale or some other horrible place of victims. Father, it's just an awful thing. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus and we come against, in Jesus' name, any attempts by the evil ones to steer that hurricane in case it hits the high and it swings out toward the north atlantic father we pray in the name of jesus that any supernatural or what appears to us to be supernatural technologies, technologies of the fallen angels that are in place here even in antarctica and other places in the world we come against them in the mighty name of the lord jesus and we pray the power of god's angels father god we ask you for archangels to be assigned to come against these entities to come against these powers and to steer it back out to sea father we Thwart the power of the enemy by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in accordance with your holy will, in accordance with our commandment under your scripture. We praise your holy name for it is you, Father God, Isaiah forty three twenty five, that said, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Keep me in remembrance and let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted your first father sinned and your mediators have transgressed against me we praise you father god for our mediator the lord jesus christ has not transgressed against you and we love you with all of our heart we love lord jesus and father we love it that you are bringing us through all of the challenges that we have in our lives all of the behavioral thought patterns that enter our hearts that shouldn't be allowed to be there um father we just pray that you will continue to hear our prayers hear our petitions before your throne particularly those that are associated with us and our desire to be holy holy is our lord jesus is holy that you might find us worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the son of man our lord jesus at the wedding supper the time is short we know it's way shorter than it's ever been in the last 12 years that we've been doing this program clearly the first um I don't know, 2011, 2012, that's one year, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, the first five years, Father God, we were chasing imminent rapture at all times. We've seen amazing things transpire, amazing prophetic words that did not occur, Um, we see that you, Father God, do respond to the prayers of the saints, but we cannot predict it. We do not know when the prayers of the saints are adequate. We don't know uh, any of these things. All we can do is understand that you do relent, you do respond to the prayers of the saints, and that this is your end times, prophetic time. This is your period of judgment. We are a part of the beginning of sorrows. Indeed, I would argue that we are and have entered into the sorrows period period if there's a beginning of sorrows then there is certainly a sorrows period and we are in the end of times such as the bible speaks about in many passages that cannot be explained that are anomalous in the scripture for it says things like for there will come a time that you know the people. Uh, you know that, that that the church will not receive sound doctrine. And Father, that those those various scriptures that say there will come a time that 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 are uh, started with such words indicate to us powerfully that we are in such a time as has never existed since before the beginning of the earth, the foundations of the earth. Father, we pray that we will fulfill the prophecies that have been written written in our books since before we were brought to this earth you know how i feel about that father i hope that my understanding is accurate we all hope that our understandings are accurate we pray that anything that we do not understand in accordance with your scripture first corinthians eight 2 if anyone thinks they know anything they know nothing yet as they ought to know We pray, Father God, that anything that uh, could be incorrect, misleading, or trouble somebody's heart, or whatever the case may be, will just melt away into a deep blue sea of your forgetfulness and forgiveness, Father. But we're excited about you. We're excited about your creation. We're excited about the universes. We're excited about intergalactic travel. We're excited about trillions of life forms. We're amazed by the by the possibility and the likelihood, indeed, of ruling and reigning with Jesus over all of the kingdom of God, which encompasses all of creation. And yet we stand here in this trap, or in this prison planet, certainly in some type of a hologram, a containment zone, with indications, Father God, from various writings, that. Your references in the book of Job to can you loose the belt of Orion, can you guide the sons of Arcturus, are clearly indications of the days that we live in right now. And they seem to powerfully point to the likelihood that some of the testimonies of the people that have spoken to the fallen angels, or if they were not fallen angels, other. Beings, perhaps holy watchers, as is uh, spoken of in Daniel. Uh, Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that maybe that that is a portal in the Orion Nebula into the eternal realm, which encircles this huge containment zone, this huge hologram that makes up what we know here and our very pathetic and peanut. Level just teeny weeny little brains, Father God. What we perceive is potentially being a uh, a type of hologram, indeed. As uh, as Einstein had said, we live in a hologram, albeit a very convincing one. And all we can figure, Father God, is that these shapeshifters, these entities that have the ability to manipulate mass, that can change shape and do different things through the power of the throne room of God. And the way that they get a hold of that is through horrible behaviors, drinking blood and adrenochrome and all these things, because that's the only way that they can get a hold of your holy power. And with, with the exception of one other way, and that is when people do not know how as a Christian to properly pray through and they allow allow their angel bringing the answer to their prayers to be vulnerable to detainment by the demons in the spiritual realm even to the point where the demons are able to wrestle away the power associated with the answer to the prayer and use that power against us in the form of false prophecies false visions and misleading understandings of many things and father we don't want to be a part of that we rebuke it in the name of jesus we declare the holy fire of god around about us on all sides we come against all entities any entity of the darkness worker of saint and live or dead human spirit member of a witch coven anything that cannot call jesus christ its lord and savior that at the moment that they set their wills against us we decree the holy fire of God to shoot down from the glory pillar in the heavens and burn them in the screaming agony in accordance with Colossians 2.15, making a public spectacle of them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray for a platoon of warrior angels to be assigned to each of us to go out, ferret out, and find all indirect threat vectors, close down all demonic portals. We declare the fire of God to wipe out in Jesus' name all earthly and spiritual weapons, to vaporize them, to vaporize the fiery darts and to punish the demons of darkness that attempted to come against us in the mighty name of jesus we declare the fire of god to vaporize all demonic contracts all demonic agreements in jesus name and father we plead in the mighty name of jesus that throughout the rest of this week and every day as we push through in our prayers that you will allow us to walk under an open heaven, with the power of the Almighty behind us. We praise you for helping us to get through the days that we're in right now. We pray for an abundant grace. We pray for an outpouring of the presence of your Holy Spirit. And we pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you will help us to have the necessary strength to be able to deal with all the things that we have to deal with and still find the time that's necessary by a miracle. By a true miracle. For those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Isaiah 40:31. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary and walk and not faint. And we praise you, Father God, for that promise. And we accept it. We call it down and we accept it. Because your word is inerrant. And your promises are always going to come true. As long as we maintain our faith and continue to praise your holy name. And thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. May we Maintain that strength and overcome all of the uh, bouts of depression, difficulties dealing with the things that we're hearing. And Father, be anointed by that supernatural peace that passes all understanding that it would be not only on our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus, but also embedded deep within our hearts and minds that it should go with us to sleep at night and wake up with, with us in the morning as we give you glory and praise forever and ever. Amen. Sometimes I run so late, particularly on Wednesdays, my job is going crazy. But you know what? There's good problems and bad problems. And the whole world is getting laid off. <laughs> the definition of a good problem is being way too busy at work. Praise God. Oh, anyway. But I always like to anoint myself with oil before the radio show starts. I got some new oil coming in from com, Lindsay Pierce lionofjudahoil.com. You always have to pick out the bottle first, and then after you pick, and you do do it with a full blown web browser. If you try to do it from a, a, a mobile device, it, the website doesn't render as good as it needs to, and it'll just mess your head up. Go there with a web browser with a laptop or computer or whatever, if you can. I hope you can. And then it's l o j o i l dot com. I won't. I made some dumb dumb decisions long long ago. And uh, anyway, long story short, the Lord impressed powerfully upon my heart. There's a lot of demonic oils out there that you can buy that have been cursed by Satan. And I'm like, oh, great. That's just what I want to put on my forehead. You know, so anyway, praise God. Um, I'm waiting. (laughs) I'm waiting for my new bottle to come. It should be here any day now. Praise Jesus. But anyway, if you do go to her website, I highly recommend it. She anoints it and prays over it. She's absolutely anointed powerfully anointed praise jesus but anyway um you pick out the bottle that you like um and then um after you pick out the bottle you drop down a little window and you select you know the scent that you want and this time i got coming a scent called holy spirit you know so i'm kind of excited about that but anyway father in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit lord jesus i pray you will anoint my words, that you will touch people's hearts, and that you will allow anything that is incorrect or anything that might trouble somebody to fall deep into the deep blue sea of your forgiveness and forgetfulness. And Father, that people will be encouraged because we live in a very dark time, and you will continue to strengthen us, encourage us, and pour out abundant grace deep into our hearts that we will overcome. And we will meet with you, Lord Jesus, standing before the Son of Man at the marriage supper. Real Soon. Thank you, Father. No tongue-in-cheek, meant, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right. So anyway, uh, for anybody out there who has any doubt where, where we are in the end times, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, you know it's, a lot of people ask, you know, it's all there in the Bible. Maybe we should do a study on uh, Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13. Maybe just pick out one, work our way through it. I like Matthew. Um, I, like, I like them all. I like them all praise God but think about this Psalm 91 this is amazing and every time I read it I see something new he who dwells in the secret place of the most high notice the word dwell that means that you, just, you don't you don't just like kind of breeze through and say hey Lord uh, you know I'd really like this and I'd really like that and thank you for this and thank you for that but I gotta run to work <laughs> take off and go to work no you dwell you dwell in the secret place of the most high you're constantly in communion with the Father. You praise and pray all throughout the day. Amen. All right, it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, and God I will trust. And God in him I will trust, uh, which, refl- which is reflective of Isaiah 26.3, which is you will keep him in perfect peace. This is on the front door of my house. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts you. Ah, see there? There's always a quid pro quo. Anyway, so then it goes on, the next segment of uh, Psalm 91. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. That could be anything. And from the perilous pestilence. Hey, hey, the perilous pestilence. Now, I was having a conversation with my sister, and I was like, you know, hey, the pestilence, you know, that was something that Jesus predicted and everything, and we're having the pestilence now. And like, she's like she's going, no, we're not. And I'm like going, well, then what would you call the pandemic? And then she actually backtracked, which is like a miracle. And she goes, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take ref- refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. In other words, you know the word. If you know the word really, really well, guess what? You got your shield. You're all buckled up. Man, I don't know where the buckler is exactly. I guess I'm going to have to look that up. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. What terror by night? Depends on where you are in the world right now, doesn't it? Do you think in a little – do you think if Trump does get elected or if they assassinate him before the election, do you think that there may be some terror by night, something bad that happens, something horrible? People roaming the streets in bands of murderous, raping, horrific – oh, hard to think. I don't even want to think about it. Nor of the arrow that flies by day. What is that? Why don't you look at some of the videos of the Ukraine, especially in Telegram? (coughs) Excuse me. If you see those caliber uh, cruise missiles going through the air over the Ukraine from the Russian Federation – You're going to know exactly what the air arrow is. (laughs) okay? you won't be afraid to tear by night nor the arrow that flies by day. Think caliber cruise missiles. Hey, think Satan, too. okay? that thing goes. What is it? Six. Is it six? I think it's 16000 miles an hour. And so do all the, uh, you know, uh, multiple independent reentry vehicles the nerves that are built into the warhead. Each one of them breaks free and goes 16,000 miles an hour to its target, and then it blows up to nuclear detonation. Nor the patience, I'm sorry, nor the pestilence that walks in the darkness. Woo, wait until you hear some of the reports that I'm going to play tonight. Nor the pestilence that walks in the darkness.
3: <laughs>
4: Kids, what do you think about that, huh? That's right. So you listen to your parents; you be good. And if they say, "Go up into your bedroom uh, and go into your chambers for a little while until the indignation has passed," Isaiah twenty six twenty. You better do what they say. How about that, kids? Right? (laughs) All right. You just remember that. Amen. You know, and then it goes, and it says, you know, and then it says, "Nor we at, nor do we have to be afraid of the destruction that lays waste at noonday during." You know the middle of the day, wonder what that is. Could be anything, could be red dawn, could be anything. Will we be here for it? mm. I don't know, you know, like I said, I've done entire radio shows, I feel powerfully, uh, very, very deeply and powerfully that the barley harvest, providing that we should qualify, that's why we pray always to be found worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the Son of Man, our Lord Jesus, who will be waiting at the wedding supper, which means we will be part of the Bride of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, can't get any better than that. All right, then it goes on in verse 7, it says, a thousand may fall to your side, ten thousand at your right hand. If there's anybody out there, there that has any doubt that this is the days that we're in right now, waiting to hear some of these reports I'm going to play tonight. Then it goes, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Now then, All right, um, real quick, I'm going to pull down these uh, cards because, uh, yeah. So Isaiah 57.1 says, The righteous perish, but no man takes it to heart. Merciful men are taken away, while no one considers that the righteous is taken away from evil. And, of course, a sister verse to this, or one that's closely related, is Psalm 116.15, which says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. So as we watch a thousand fall in at our left hand and ten thousand at our right hand, it basically says uh, you know, that we would see the reward of the wicked. But remember, uh, it rains on the just and the unjust, right? Amen. Yes, it does. And then you got Ecclesiastes seven fourteen, uh, which is uh which kind of is a sister verse, if you will, of it rains on the just and the unjust. So we go to Ecclesiastes seven fourteen and we read it. And it says, in the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider, surely God has appointed one as well as the other. Hey! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And then it goes, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes will you look and see the reward of the wicked. Now, remember, it rains on the just in the end, just says, some of those people will be saints that are being taken home. And you think they're going to be bummed out? I already got you the answer, <laughs> okay? They're not going to be bombed out. We might be bombed out, but they're not going to be bombed out. Okay, it says, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place to dwell, to hang out with, to sing praises to throughout the day, to love with all of your heart, your mind, and your soul, to be in love with, totally, to have Jesus as your first love, to sing songs to him. It's awesome. It's awesome. If you can speak in tongues, this morning, I got up at four o'clock in the morning. I mean, after I fed the, the, the dogs, I came back upstairs and I just raised my hands up in the darkness and just focused my eyes on Jesus and spoke in tongues for probably the better part of 20 minutes. And it was just, oh, my gosh, it was like, I don't know, pouring you know, like a cleansing of the light of God upon you. you know, it's just wonderful because remember that speaking in tongues is way more than the church The Evangelical Church understands, the Pentecostals understand, they do not understand it. They think they do, but they do not. It is the one way of prayer that bypasses the ability of the demons of darkness to attack your prayers. When you speak in your native tongue, your brain, your language center of your brain is actually active, and they can measure it on a neurological meter. They can see it. So when you say, dear Heavenly Father, they can look at it on a neurological meter and they go, they can see your brain going, dear Heavenly Father. It actually changes colors as you're talking. However, when you're speaking in tongues, there was a uh, study done by the uh, University of Pennsylvania where they had hooked people up to neurological sensors. And they discovered that when people spoke in tongues, the speech centers of the mind did not activate. And all the neurological scientists were gone. Wow, that's weird. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I had the soundbite on the radio show that talks about that. But then it says, and again it goes on and says, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Whoa. Wait till you hear what I got to share. Again, this is just uh, <laughs> for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. lest less their hands. They shall. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. In their hands, they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and serpent, you shall trample underfoot. Um, and then, you know, it just. I think we hit the main points of that. I want to move on rather rapidly. We could, you know, you know me in scriptures, I can get lost in that stuff and spend hours on, them. you know, a couple of passages, praise God. Also, I wanted to share this with you. This was kind of a wake-up call. I haven't looked up this scripture for a really long time, but boy, if this isn't sobering, I don't know what is. So Jesus says in Matthew 5:22 to 23, he says, But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother or sister in Christ, Without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. Whoa. The question you have to ask yourself is, what does without a cause mean? How well do you know your Bible to know whether or not you have a reason to be upset? And then it says, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of counsel. Okay, now here's where it gets really spooky. And Jesus says, but whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of, are you ready for this? Hellfire. That's very sobering. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, are you ready for a couple? All right, kids, since you guys liked, okay, I admit it, it was me that liked it, but I mean, come on, you know, you know, we kind of work together a little bit, don't we? Spanky, put the sign down. Spanky, put the sign down. Okay, so kids, are you ready for this? You know I like these Morse code ones, right? So kids, how do you spell S, the letter S in Morse code? And all I see is an answer is dot, dot, dot. Okay, fine then. Keep your secrets. Kids. What do you think of that one, huh? It's pretty mysterious, huh? Come on, think it over. You guys are all going to be amateur extra class lifetime. Uh, Highly recommend the ICOM 7300 and a comet antenna. Multi-band. With a tuner, of course. What type of sandals do frogs wear? (laughs) (laughs) Open-toed. Kids? All right, one more. What did one traffic light say to the other? Stop looking. I'm changing. (laughs) Changing lights. How about that, huh? Come on. Don't hesitate on me. Praise God. And one more for good measure. I sued the airport for misplacing my luggage. I lost my case. Oh kids, what if what if we got to wear a mask how easy will it be for us to lose our case? Yeah, I know. I know how exactly how you feel. All right, praise God. Thank you Jesus. Anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and go into the news.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please.
2: It's not normal. It's
3: just wrong. Uh,
2: wrong. It's not normal. It's just-
3: Game over. Praise God. Here is a
4: prophecy from Brother Stephen Henson. Hallelujah. And it's worth listening to and, and I'll read it quick. Here we go. Praise God. I asked Brother Stephen Hansen in person one time. I said, how come, you know, you prophesied that, you know, Obama was going to be the last president, and then it changed. And he said, brother, prophecies are progressive. And I was like, I thought about it, because, and then I remembered how God would relent all throughout the Bible, change his mind. Moses telling him, oh, Father, oh, Lord God, please do not destroy the Israelites. It will make you look bad in front of the Egyptians. <laughs> and he relented. He changed his mind, didn't he? Yes, he did. Okay, the prophecy goes, and I quote, I tell you, America, that you are on the way to become a nation like many of the third world countries, so your government systems will change, but I am here to give you my white stone." Revelation 2:17 For I am the bright in morning star I am the one who is to come I am the way the truth and the life For with me beside you the great winds of change and the dark days ahead will not take you by surprise Amen For even though judgment has come Boy would I agree with that And many things have ravaged you Bingo <laughs> We I will give you a light to show you the way Praise Jesus. Even though the ground will rumble and shake underneath you, I will be your firm foundation. But I tell you this, your entire system of government will be changing. The government systems on which your land was founded will be changing. There will be great turmoil, as if it hasn't already. Hallelujah. And there will be great turmoil in the land, and the pillars and the principles will be replaced. For the one doomed for perdition. Gee, I wonder who that could be. Let me think really hard. Obama So the one doomed for perdition will have splintered your entire land. <laughs> Looks like we don't have far to go now. And then it goes on and says, uh, many have their eyes shut, for they do not see. No, you say.
5: Yes, I say. No,
4: you say. Yes, I say. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is beautiful. This is a beautiful thing. I love it when prophecies are like reading the newspaper. It's too cool. Many are held captive by his speech. And yet there are some who still see through these things. Watch and wait. Hallelujah. Which group are we? Yeah, I'll let you figure that out. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you for the next several uh news bites. We thank you for the patience of Elena who will be joining us around the eight fifteen, eight thirty hour. Probably already listening on the program. We had a very deep conversation. I'm half-tempted to read what her and I were passing back and forth to each other in text messenger this morning, it was very provocative and intergalactic in nature. There's people out there that are saying, wow, uh, this radio show or that radio show has got somebody on there that claimed that they have traveled to Mars, and I'm thinking, like, Good for you. <laughs> you finally caught up. You're like only 500 exits behind. Hurry up, hurry up. P- p- pedal to the metal. You might catch up. Now, we're we're in a we're intergalactic. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And um I praise God for that. I really do. I really do. Um and I I, I think I'm going to really push Robert Vandries Mitchell on his next visit. I think I'm going to really push him hard to to reveal as opposed to just talking about current events. I'm going to try to push him real hard to talk a little bit more about some of the things that he saw, some of the underground facilities, underwater facilities that he saw, some of the spaceships that he was on. Uh, He was the one who revealed to this listening audience about five years ago, I guess. I'm not sure, but I think uh, that Pence was a shape-shifting reptilian, and now we know as a fact that he is. And what's really fascinating, isn't that amazing? I just find that so amazing because when he first said it, I was like – Pence? Really? Yep. He said, yes, I have seen him at sacrificial ceremonies. Well, there's a testimony out there. I will not repeat what the man said, but evidently he had the goods on Pence and his wife, and evidently they ha- they ha- they are frequenters of satanic ritual, baby-killing, blood-drinking, adrenochrome ceremonies. How about that? Oh, talking about having the evil ones behind the behind the wire, Trump was totally set up. Anyway, praise God, thank you Jesus. Uh next one up is this uh redacted special, I don't know what you want to call it. It's an excerpt from a the redacted shows tend to be hours long and um this is a little excerpt that got released. Now this is 13 minutes 27 13:27 long. I'm not going to go for the whole 13:27, I don't think. I just want you to get the gist of what they're talking about right now because it's very very relevant to the to right now. Right now, because remember, please, um, you know, I know it's hard to remember because we're all distracted. We all got a gazillion things on our plate. We have children, kids, loved ones, aunts, uncles, people that we're praying for in tears. We're getting freaked out by CBDCs and digital IDs. We're getting freaked out by social credit scores. We're getting freaked out by all the weirdness that, the, that these entities of darkness, are, you shall eat the bugs. I mean, you know, for crying out loud, it can't get any creepier. Now we got some rabbinical group over in Israel that has, is, you know, christened fake meat as being oak. Oh, to eat, and of course that's because the Jews that are not Jews, the Khazarian, they are satanic as it gets. That's why you have people like Zelensky and and big new Brzezinski and all these other shapeshifters and entities from the bowels of hell that are over that are doing all the horrible things that they're doing. I just tell people, listen, turn it over to God. Say to the Father, you know, if you feel led to pray for whoever it is you feel led to pray for, but you're unsure of. Whether or not they're tares or shapeshifters or serpents or whatever the case is, just say to dear heavenly father if if these entities if these are entities from the from from hell, if these are entities uh fallen entities fallen seraphim, if, if that's what these things are, if these are tares, Father God, please, in the name of Jesus, don't allow me to pray for them and ignore my prayers, and Father, I pray that you will bring vengeance upon them swift speed in Jesus name but then you can always turn, flip it over and say but father if they're not I pray in the name of Jesus please father forgive them for they truly do not know what they do because if they knew the eternal torture and horror that they were going that they are going to face that they are going to become a part of they would never do what they do but they don't believe it we beg our father's Forgiveness for those who do not know what they do. Just like Jesus did. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That may be the most single, most powerful prayer in the entire world. I'm sorry, I dorked up. I mean in the entire group of universes and dimensions and realms that make up the kingdom of God. Which is very different than the kingdom of heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. So let's go ahead and listen to this, a little snippet from Redacted. Very relevant for the time right now. They are believing, they are are broadcasting that there is an imminent hot war with Russia coming. Let's listen to this. Oops, hold on. All right, hold on. I got to bring it back to the beginning. Here we go.
6: No one is prepared for what's coming. Everyone but a few smart people are actually ignoring it. The media would rather distract you with new COVID variants and masking concerns at your children's school.
7: COVID cases are on the rise across the nation and in our area, which means something many of us thought we'd seen the last of is back. Businesses, hospitals, even colleges, including one in our area, reinstating mask mandates.
6: Yeah, those are important stories, but they're missing the most important story in the world, and they're all ignoring it right now. Look at Drudge today for crying out loud. Look at CNN, top story about Burning Man. What about Fox News? Nope, it's all about DeSantis. But don't fall for it. It's all a misdirection. Look over here while President Biden is caught taking millions of dollars from foreign companies. So what's a good way to distract from a crumbling economy if you're President Biden heading into an election season? Start a war with Russia. Wag the dog. Did you ask for a war with Russia? No, neither did I. But you're about to get one. And my friend Tucker Carlson just exposed the entire plan.
7: So once you start indicting your political opponents, you know that you have to win or else they're going to indict you if they win, right? Right. And so they can't lose. They will do anything to win. So how do they do that? They're not going to do COVID. Again, I know everyone on the right is afraid they're going to do COVID and mask mandates. They're not going to do that. They can't do that. If they've already been exposed, that won't work. There's going to be – no. What are they going to do? They're going to go to war with Russia. That's what they're going to do. There will be a hot war between the United States and Russia in the next year. And really? On the, oh, yes, of course. They want it anyway.
6: A hot war with Russia. Remember, we're at war with Russia already, but we're doing it through a proxy, using Ukrainians to fight the war, sending them billions of dollars in weapons. More than 400,000 Ukrainians are now dead. More than 2.5 million are permanently disabled. So we're using Ukraine until we can't use them anymore. When all of their men are dead then we'll have to send our own troops. And it's all part of the plan, which Congressman Adam Schiff explained. We fight Russia over there so we don't have to fight them here in Washington, D.C.
5: The United States aids Ukraine and her people so that we can fight Russia over there and we don't have to fight Russia here.
6: Now, Tucker only exposed one big piece of this plan, which is the Russian piece. The other piece is the economic side, which we'll get into in a second. But first, on the Russian side, something happened this week that almost no one covered. We covered it on our show, but it was radio silence in most of the mainstream media. The Biden administration quietly laying out a plan to make it impossible for any future president to keep us out of a hot war with Russia. By the way, Russia has already said that this will lead to direct war with their military, and China is standing by ready to jump in. So according to The Wall Street Journal, what the Biden administration did is astonishing. They introduced a plan to permanently fund Ukraine's proxy war against Russia. And the structure would make it impossible for a future president to undo the plan. Think of it like Obamacare, but on steroids. Everyone, including a Republican president and a Republican Congress, tried to unravel Obamacare, but they couldn't do it. The structure is virtually permanent. The same is true of this plan for Ukraine. So what is the likelihood that in the next few months we are involved in a nuclear war with Russia? Colonel Tony Schaefer says 80% and he agrees with Tucker on this and he says we are headed for a nuclear war with
7: mother russia do you
2: share Tucker's view on it um
7: the answer is it's very likely i put it at the 80% likelihood vladimir putin who is not bluffing he is doing what he believes is necessary to protect the russian empire the russian republic it is what it is and
4: all right. <clears throat> the reason why I'm going to stop it at that point is because, according to Scott Ritter, who's, a, who's ten times the expert, uh, nothing, this is nothing against Redacted. I think they're wonderful people. They're not – as best as I can tell, they're not believers, which is whatever. Um, and um, it, it, here's the thing. Scott Ritter is arguably the world's greatest expert on Russia. Beyond any shadow of a doubt. And I spend a pretty disproportionate amount of my time listening to whatever Ritter says. As a matter of fact, Ritter is the only one that Colonel Douglas McGregor will bring on as an interviewee. The only one. And that's because McGregor knows that Ritter knows more about Russia than he does. And Scott Ritter made it very clear – That Russian nuclear doctrine, which, by the way, is published and well-known worldwide, is that they will never do a first strike. Unlike the United States, which put out a new nuclear doctrine document under Obama, the Antichrist, stating that the United States reserves its right to do a first strike anytime they feel like it. Well, what does that do? provokes Russia now when Russia looks on the radar sees something like you know a drone or whatever the case is coming across their border they have to ask themselves is there a nuclear payload and if they think so uh oh that ain't a good thing however I will say that in my study of prophecies dreams and visions over all of the years for what it's worth because our father does relent and answers the prayers of saints we always have to be on guard for a shift in dynamics we, um, the thing I think that is really important to take away is, A, that the nuclear doctrine is the nuclear doctrine, and they're not going to strike. They haven't done anything. They haven't responded to a single provocation, not one, a, 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 with the exception of the increase of the United States CIA and mercenary uh, troops that are now pushing in and causing them a lot of grief. Okay, they don't like that. And now they're starting to take out infrastructure on the western side of the Ukraine. Okay, and there's been a a number of reports of, you know, ex- significant explosions and things going on around the perimeter of Odessa, which is a brand new thing. Which strongly indicates that that the Russian Federation is preparing to move in and take over Odessa which is where my friend Tatiana's mother lives. So I've been praying for her, of course, every morning. Praise God. But anyway, so Ritter, as far as I'm concerned, he's the final word. So I don't really care about all this speculation about stuff. When I look at Monet's vision of 1979, it it indicates that the whole thing kicks off with a nuclear-tipped missile that's launched out of Libya by Iran into Israel. And then... It starts to kick off. That's when people start pulling the trigger. That's when Pakistan attacks India with with nuclear-tipped missiles. That's when India attacks back with nuclear-tipped missiles. That's when some, some, a limited number of nuclear-tipped missiles will go into the air and cause attacks, you know, explode, nuclear explosions. Now, whether they're tactical, whether they're full-blown ICBMs, what the actual payload, 10 megatons, 50 megatons, who knows? You know, I don't know. But at the end of the day, this what what has been reconciled by those who are warmongers and uh, shape shifting entities from the bowels of hell that are running this world into the directly into hell, directly into hellfire, which is exactly what you know, that's read your Bible. That's what Revelation is all about, really. So anyway, um, and especially the Great Tribulation is going to be absolutely horrible. And I and I I struggled with the concept of nuclear winter. I struggled with all that stuff and, uh, not so surprisingly, the Lord told me now this was through, uh, a super, it was, it was a coincidental and almost impossible. Definitely. I would say statistically an impossible chance that I would have read this, but I read from someone, you know, who was into communicating with the fallen angels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These tend to be new agers that believe in the galactic federation of lies and all that kind of weirdness. The, What happened was it was a miraculous impossibility, and I read this article from one of them that said that they will send their motherships down to the earth to vacuum up the nuclear waste, which will become part of their power signs and lying wonders. And it will support what they are coming to purvey, which is that they are our creators. That is the strong delusion. I don't care what anybody says. I already know. I've known for more than 12 years. The strong delusion, God sends a strong delusion so that they, the unrighteous, will believe the lie, which is that they are our creators. And that's exactly what they want us to believe. And it's, it's going to be pulled off with you know power signs and language The whole thing is going to be absolutely astonishing. I praise God that the likelihood that any of us will be there, unless you're living in willful and habitual sin, and you're not confessing of your sins regularly, and adjusting your behavior and praying for the help of the Lord to get your ducks in a row. I pray that there's nobody listening to this program that is in that category. We should all be on our knees praying always to be found worthy. See, if you have to pray always to be found worthy, what is the implication of that prayer? You're not worthy. Period. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, to be found worthy. Hmm. That that means a whole lot more. All right, praise God. Thank you Jesus. Next headline up. Okay, so it's reported and being discussed on my finely tuned Twitter feed that uh, Russian mobilization is occurring right now and that Shogu has ordered a massive mobilization in the army of over 200,000 men, uh, and they need them to be mobilized by November the 1st. So it looks like they're doing early strikes on infrastructure around Odessa. Uh, They're holding their lines right now. Uh, Russia is incredibly ingenious so when the when the CIA and the NATO and the uh mercenaries that are being brought in to masquerade as Ukrainian army, which they're not um using american made equipment, all that kind of stuff, which is getting blown to bits um when they penetrate the front line of the Russian defenses for you know the donbass Everybody goes, wow, the Ukrainians, oh, the offensive is working, look at that, holy moly. And then the Ukrainian army goes charging through the breach in the front line, and Russia strategically allows them to all go charging through the breach, and then they flank them with this second defensive line, encircle them, and blow them all to bits. It's called the kill zone. But anyway praise God thank you Jesus hallelujah all right so I have a double dip here on the hot war with Russia is imminent by uh, Tucker Carlson so we just heard that I think that's uh I think that's uh, behind us now I think it's very important um, could it happen well yeah it could but is it going to go nuclear right away I, I you know I, based upon the prophecies dreams and visions that I have studied over the years um, my opinion is no absolutely not my opinion is that it is highly likely that the ceremony vision is accurate, and it will—it won't happen for a little while. But World War III, a live hot war, World War III with tanks and Humvees and all that kind of stuff, and personnel carriers, and you know F-22s and all that kind of stuff coming off of carriers and all that—that that kind of stuff. It definitely could. Remember that there was an executive order recently by the shape-shifting reptilian that refers to itself as Biden with his rubber mask that, you know, poops his pants wherever he goes. That entity, okay, um, you know – we we what we're dealing with here is you know there was a call up an executive order call up of i think it was was it 30,000 or 3,000 i forget how many troops it was but it had embedded in it language that allowed for continuous conscription and and actually a, a full blown draft and they're sending an untold amount – I mean, you really can't calculate it. It's so much equipment – over to Syria, over to Iraq right now. It's the same type of military buildup that occurred during Operation Desert Storm and Operation Iraqi Freedom. Remember that? And now we're talking about what? Operation Atlantic Resolve. Do you all remember these things? We reported it on this show. We had discussions about these things. How easy it is to forget, isn't it?
3: Because you're
4: thinking about an ice cream cone, aren't you? Low carb is the way to go. Right, kids? Give up those ice cream cones. All right. Kids, All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This is a, a young lady by the name of Ollie Carter. She is meeting live on TV. Okay. And Stu Peters is, again, interviewing her. And I'm going to play this for you because it is incredibly troubling and incredibly revealing. And I think it's important for all of us to be aware. Okay. Hold on just a second. Um, hold on a second. Um. Hold on a second. I can't believe my boss is sending me text messages while I'm doing this. Um, playbook figuratively for success that you will need to follow an order. This will be your uh, blank, blank, blank. You will kill it. So he's trying to pump me up. I will pump you up. Uh, The only shot you have at not being successful is if you over-engineer the engagement or deviate. Trust the process. Enjoy your evening. Also, I laid out a timeline, blah, 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 little buffer for blank, so no worries there. Okay, and I'll respond to them. (sighs) All right. Hopefully you will not send me any more text messages. I don't like that, um, particularly when I am serving the Lord. And unfortunately, that's just the way it goes, and I'm going to have to suffer my way through it. We gotta, we're got we all going to have to suffer through, through many things that we don't like, unfortunately, in the days now and in the days ahead. Praise God. So I'm going to go ahead and play this Stu Peter Um And, um Wow. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, it's just what a bummer. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and pretend I'm going to delete that. Delete and delete. Okay, I don't need to see that conversation. Um, anyway, uh, let me just see something. Well, let me check one more thing because my, my work situation is so, I know I beg you for prayers all the time. I know I beg you for prayers all the time. I know, but believe you me, I only give you one tenth, if that of, um, this, the full story behind the mess that I'm always finding myself in. It's a long story. But anyway, thank you, Anna. I do pray fervently for each, any one of you who so much as mentions me by name in prayer. I beseech the Father almost always in tears for a tenfold anointing upon you of divine protection, of the presence of the Holy Spirit upon you and your family. I really really do. Praise God. All right. Let's listen to this testimony from this lady named Allie Carter with Stu Peters. Very troubling. Prepare yourself. And kids, your mom and dad ought to have you leave the room. All right. 10, 9, 8, 3, 2, 1. Here we go.
8: (laughs) You know, at one point, you learned that you have to deal with what you have to deal with when the people in authority are not there to help you. And everybody is so worried about the elite. And we could give those names of Barack Obama, Joe Biden. We know about Michelle Obama. That's a man. We know about um, Too Short. We know about Akon and Steven Tyler. And we can give those names all day. And everybody is so worried about that. But what you should be worried about is the people that are in between, the people that go as low as your grade diggers. I was trafficked to people within my schools. Uh, I was trafficked in underground tunnels. That link under your schools, uh, through your cemeteries, under uh, your your amusement parks, through Universal Studios, and into Hollywood elite homes, um, all over the place, all over the world. And people don't understand that, and they can't fathom that, and they can't put that together. But if you think about the things that have coming out that have, excuse me, come out lately, and there's 200 children missing, and there's 300 children missing, what, what Amber Alert did you receive? How many times do you receive an Amber Alert every every year? And if you think about that, how many children are coming up in your face that have been tortured and abused like this? It exists, and it's real. And people don't want to face it. It happens in your, school, your schools every day as your grave diggers, your trash men. Everybody is involved, but everybody is looking at the top, and that's just a small percentage. And you really need to look at the people in between.
9: So the names that you just mentioned, Barack Obama, Stephen Tyler, Joe Biden— Michelle Obama, have you had personal sexual experiences with these people? Yes. These people participated in sex abuse firsthand with you. Yes. Can you tell that story? Because that's important for people to understand and and to know. And to this point, I don't think a national platform has given you the opportunity to say, those things.
8: No, because everybody is complicit. It it everybody is complicit. It is covered up by your local FBI. It is covered up by your local police department. It is underground tunnels. There's a whole world.
9: So in July of 2020, you came out on Instagram. You couldn't bottle it up anymore. You made no, it, claims it was- about Barack Obama and Joe Biden that shocked the world, how did it get there? Take us through your story
8: well you know i as as young as I remember um, I've been trafficked through many elite places. Um, I went from the Buckingham Palace to um, under the Getty Museum in Los Angeles, still under the uh, custody of child protective services, uh, the child welfare system. Um, it went from trap houses in uh, your everyday neighborhood of Marina Valley, California, um, Los Angeles County, um, strip clubs, um, and into Hollywood elite parties. Uh, <laughs> there was never a time of peace in my life. And, and I remember very clearly since four years old, there was never a time of peace in my life. Um, it's been ongoing.
9: Who started all of this? I mean, your mother originally, and then yes. who carried on? How did you end up in Buckingham Palace and and underneath the Getty Museum and alongside some of these household names that I just mentioned?
8: When when I was a child, um, there was many things that went on in the home. I tried to I tried to talk. I tried to uh, let people know. Child Protective Services uh, were called constantly. Um, since I was three months old. Um, By the time I turned 13, I had enough of being uh, raped and beaten and tortured behind rocks on La Salle in Marina Valley, California. I had enough of going through um, dealing with my mother's boyfriend. Um, She was nothing of a mother, uh, but I had enough of dealing with them at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, I had enough of of being the favorite um, out of the girls. I couldn't take any more, so I tried to kill myself. Um, when I turned 13, CPS came into the picture. Um, I was put into mental hospitals, um, and then finally I was.
4: All right. Anyway, I think you get the gist of it, and it gets worse. You can believe that, and I didn't want to listen to the rest of it. I'm sure you probably didn't want to either. All right. Praise God. Now, I want to bring back to your recollection uh, this lady making a comment about the Burning Man thing. We played this on the last program. Let's go ahead and hit this right now. All right, hold on, double-click it. All right, here she is.
10: Most of y'all have probably heard that Burning Man was declared a national emergency, but there's some pretty crazy stuff coming out. So it was announced earlier that Burning Man was declared a national emergency because it was flooded. And so they sent in FEMA, which already seemed kind of like a weird reason to send in FEMA and keep anyone from leaving the festival. 73,000 people they're keeping locked in there for flooding. Now there's some new terrifying information coming out that there's a virus on the loose in the festival and that people are getting really sick with boils, vomiting, hemorrhaging. To me, this makes way more sense than flooding in terms of what their response was to the situation. This is a text from one of the festival goers, and he said, Yo, just figured you should hear from me first. Daryl is crazy sick with something that has him coughing up really coagulated blood. Medic showed up wearing a full suit. No idea where he is now. I would stay inside your camper. All
4: right. So I'm going to move on from there because we have so much to cover. But anyway, then Laura Loomer, who is a ex-mainstream media person that's been ostracized from it because she decided to start telling the truth, um, she she puts this out. She says that I. Um, she says that, uh, well, if it's true, I guess we know what the next lockdown will be ahead of 2024. I, I reported last year that the United States government allocated hundreds of millions of dollars for Ebola vaccines and Marlberg PCR tests last year. And then she shows her actual communication on social media and says, I guess it's safe to say Joe Biden is planning to unleash Ebola on the country ahead of midterm elections. Why do we need an Ebola vaccine in America? Brings me back to the days of Barack Hussein Obama. And then it goes and it says outbreak map, a modern new Ebola virus vaccine. Moderna will make an mRNA technology available to researchers working on new vaccines. Moderna is collaborating with partners on vaccines for 15 new pathogens chikungunya, uh, Crimean, Congo, hemorrhagic fever, dengue, Ebola, malaria, and Marlburg, Lassa fever, and mares. Don't forget our great our wonderful friend Bill Gates is injecting mosquitoes and he's dropping them by the untold gazillions over all kinds of places around the country. It is super duper sick. And then of course, um, in the ceremony vision of 1979, uh, you have the, she talks about the third SEAL financial collapse. She says, the next thing that came to me was uh, more felt than seen. It was the understanding that shortly after the crashing of the buildings in New York City, she's talking about 9-11, uh, commerce ceased shopping and buying seemed to stop remember things happen in high speed when you're seeing visions from the lord especially 30 40 years ago okay but anyway she says then the ec- then the economy failed throughout the world few had any money at all and those who did uh have have it could not buy anything of worth with it. Gold and silver and other commodities had some value and could be traded. Then she goes on and says chemical attacks. Then I saw a man walk into the middle of a crowd and drop what seemed like a quart, of jar, a quart jar of liquid. The jar broke open and spread. I understand that the people nearby had become infected with the disease from the liquid. They didn't even know it, and a day or two later, they became sick and started dying. I saw that this would happen in four particular cities, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Salt Lake City. The disease started with white blisters, some of some the size of a dime, appearing in the hands, arms, and face of the victims. The blisters quickly developed into white, puffy sores. Those with the disease would stumble around and fall over dead. Many died within a short time, perhaps 24 hours. Ebola. Okay, she says, I saw other people with a flu-like virus that spread more quickly than the first disease. The victims had blood coming from their nose, their mouth, their eyes, their ears. The people died even faster of this disease than the ones who had the first sickness. OK, so again, these things were shown to ceremony. Now, I, I'm the one who put Ebola there. I'm the one who put chemical attacks. I'm the one who put third seal financial collapse. I, When I put the ceremony vision on tribulation-now.org, OK, I put subtitles ahead ahead of the paragraphs of the events to help people be able to identify the major events that she was seeing in her visions but she did admit she did admit that at some point she became a little bit disoriented and she wasn't sure of the order of the events and i highly recommend listening to that i guess the next time i have to play a a, a a a best of show. I will play once again the back to back shows, the first and the second show that she came on Tribulation Now with. Very very important to hear and, and know about. Uh, how many of those things are going to happen in what order? And are there going to be other events uh, events that occur uh, injected in the middle of those things? And the answer is probably so. Um, you know, I don't recall her seeing the Cascadia Subduction Zone event at all. And I think there was a lady by the name of Linda Moulton, if I got her name right now. No, no, it wasn't Linda Moulton. It was another lay, lady by the name of Linda. But whatever, she was an elderly lady. She came on the show to share what God had shown her, and he had shown her that the next really super big judgment was going to be the Cascadia Subduction Zone. So who knows? I don't know. We're just going to have to watch and see. All right. Then um, the young lady who does the white. Rabbit podcast uh, puts up a uh, excerpt from the Merck website, and it says U.S. Federal Food and Drug Administration approves Merck's Irv. Irvibo, which is Ebola Zaire Vaccine Live, Irvibo, for use in children 12 months of age and older. The publication date of this report, of this particular, uh, uh, you know, uh, jab is, uh, hold on a second, uh, is uh, August the 3rd of 2023. Okay, so we're only talking about three days ago. No, I'm sorry, we're, we're, August, September, so we're talking about a month month plus ago, month and three days. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But anyway, very troubling, very troubling. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. Okay, so you already heard the little excerpt of COVID hospitalizations on the rise across Labor Day weekend that was played. It, it, maybe it didn't have every single one, but it had a, enough to make the point on the redacted audio bite. so I won't repeat that. Thank you, Jesus. Um, also, there is um, an audio snippet out there that is making its rounds on social media, and it's uh, the testimony, believe it or not, of James Clapper. James Clapper uh, says that uh, he basically names a number of people, including Mitt Romney, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ryan, uh, and, um, oh, I can't remember who all, Uh, and here, let me just go ahead and play this, we got time, we're running out of time, but we got time, so let's go ahead and see if we can play this, praise God. God, hold on.
3: And, uh, domestic
7: terrorism within the country and access was limited to a certain group headed by Rob Rosestein. This came known as the, uh, the dirty trick squad in Baltimore. This is where they were using hammer, sunrise, sunset, things like that uh, to illegally spy on people corrupt intent uh, well, corrupt judges compromise them. Uh, Clinton, others, it was just ongoing. to concentrate on judges, but they wanted to concentrate on those. And they would illegally compromise people, illegally wiretap, break into computers, plant, reverse, change information, change emails, things of that nature. <clears throat> and it was in this capacity of working with them that uh, information about the judges, um, Roberts and Pence and things like that, had come out. I've tried. Several times in the past to get it out, and was thoroughly squashed by Rod
4: and the DOJ and the FBI. All right, so you get to gist of that. So Clapper's ratting out a whole bunch of different people. He's suggesting a Judge Roberts is involved. Uh, you know Mitt Romney. Um, you know Ryan. Uh, you know some. It's, it's, who do you believe, right? Oh well. Yeah, please don't forget to pray for me, folks. It's things are getting really rough at work, and. Um, My boss is, uh, I don't know, I guess he's under a lot of pressure, and he's just throwing spaghetti at the side of the wall. It's very disorganized and quite messy. Anyway, um, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I praise God that I have a job, and I praise him for that job because otherwise I could not do this program. And Without your prayers, I cannot do this program. Thank you all. Praise Jesus for you. Thank you for your prayers. They really are much needed. Um, I'm not going to bore you with a two-hour special on All of my woes. (laughs) The list is too big. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, You know, when it rains, it pours and the devil will, Satan will continue to throw watermelons down your bowling alley. He'll try to derail you. And that's just how it works. And then we have to overcome through prayer, through praise, seeking God, trusting God, and believing that everything's going to be fine. Like I said, I have right on my laptop a little saying that says, everything seems to look impossible until it's done. Everything seems impossible until it's done. Praise God. All right, so um, Gates' deadly mosquitoes. Let's hear what this report says about Bill Gates' deadly mosquitoes that are being screwed all across the United States with various horrible
6: There's mosquitoes. It warning people in Alabama and New York to avoid mosquitoes because of a rare virus that can spread if they bite someone. It killed at least one person in Alabama. New York's health department says most people— who are bitten, won't develop any symptoms, but severe cases begin with sudden headaches, high fever, chills and vomiting, and could progress to seizures and coma. Uh, There are no vaccines or specific medications to treat the virus. Health officials are warning people in Alabama and...
4: All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And then, of course, you have uh, this one particular fellow who's talking about this is a big deal. OK, this is flying all over Heckenback, OK, um, uh, you know, uh, this particular guy. Let me see if I can bring it up. Um, I think I played it before, but let's just touch upon it again. He says there's going to be a zombie apocalypse. He says that he was yeah, sure. involved. Um, Here.
5: Been in the morbidity, mortality business for a long time. Practice international law around the world, including living and working in two communist countries and undoing the Soviet model economy. Um, I understand who the players are in this genocide. I've done business with uh, all of them, including the WHO. Um, And when the Secretary of Defense illegally mandated the shots, he doesn't have the power to do that. I realized what this was all about, and I filed suit against them uh, and raised a lot of issues, including the fact that everybody that's getting these shots are, are number one exploratory, laboratory animals, right? they're just tough beds. And then number two, if you got the shots, the odds are, according to U.S. law, that you are owned by the patent holders. You're a new species called Genesis, and you are owned. That's the nature of what our case says today. One of the advantages of suing the DOD um, with this many service members that are upset about the mandates is we've ended up with about 500,000 whistleblowers who have provided us a whole lot of really good information. So everything you said is well-supported in documents that we have, uh, testimony that we have, and expert uh, witnesses. So in recent times, I had sent to you a number of documents that, that actually support what you said. And our biggest concern, the reason Doc uh, Chambers and I are here today, is that we work as a team to understand both the science and the legal ramifications. And what I wanted to impart to you is under 42 CFR part 70 and 71 that the enabling statute for health and human services to assume power in the upon the declaration of a public health emergency they've already done that as you indicated uh, with the COVID crisis that is uh, has resulted in the suspension of our constitution it's already happened the next one is coming in that statute you will see that Marburg is already identified you will note that the PrEP Act has a Marburg provision that allows for uh, additional spending when invoked. The uh, Health and Human Services has already invoked the Marburg provision, meaning they've already parted ways with money and spent it under the HHS enabling statute to build quarantine camps, amongst other things. Throughout the United States, we we interrupted two, one of which was in Cochise County, Arizona, where they were going to build a $1.9 million facility that houses the the now-merged four branches under HHS. The judiciary, law enforcement, corrections, and public health are now all one in the same, and they're all housed in the same facility. So all of these quarantine centers are there. The, we understand that there could have been a Marburg release that Dr. Chambers will get into. We think that one has already happened. We know that Marburg is not particularly contagious, but it has extraordinarily high rate um, of fatality, and we know the mechanism by which this will be released, and that is Inside of these shots that people already received, inside the lipid nanoparticles, the hydrogel, there exists pathogens inside of the particles that have not yet opened. Those pathogens are chimeric. They include E. coli Marburg, Ebola staphylococcus, and Brewer's yeast, amongst others. We know that upon the broadcast from the 5G system that is now employed across the United States, and the world for that matter, um, when they broadcast an 18 gigahertz signal uh, for one minute, Three different times as a pulse, it will cause those lipid nanoparticles to swell and release these pathogenic contents, thereby causing a Marburg epidemic that they've already spent the money on. They've already It's already done, right? The Marburg epidemic, for purposes of law, has happened, and now we just need the actual uh, disaster to happen. And, and there's actually worse parts to it than that, including the 1P36 gene deletion that effectively will turn those poor people into zombies. As odd as that sounds, our government's preparing for that.
3: But
7: the FEMA have already put out zombie commercials uh, and yep. conops on that.
5: Correct. That's correct. If you look at con plan 8888, Stratcom put that out in 2011. On page two, they say, "Oh, this is just for examples, just for demonstration. You know, don't don't worry about it." So we don't offend other countries. The problem with that is you look through that con plan; it's all about five different types of zombies. There isn't anything in there about opposition forces. There isn't anything about winning political battles or counterinsurgencies. It is only about a zombie apocalypse defending it. And you will see that every NIMS-compliant, practically, agency or whether that's state, uh, local, or federal, has already had their zombie apocalypse preparedness training. They've already done their practice. The CDC has had a zombie apocalypse preparedness website up for the last five years. Now they've reduced it to a PDF cartoon. Even in the Amazon Web Services contract, the force majeure clause, I believe it's Article 41, States that we're not liable for damages in case there's a zombie apocalypse. This is coming, folks. And and the serious adverse event report Pfizer put out post-marketing they they had put out as part of the FOIA. The number one serious adverse event was the one-piece three-six gene deletion. You look up the symptomology for that. It is the elimination of the frontal cortex and a propensity to bite. What's very odd about this is this was the symptom post-vaccination. That disease is a congenital disease. It means you're born with it. So how is it then possible that this is the number one serious adverse event from the Pfizer shots? It's here, folks. And then you've got Dr. Chambers here to tell you I'm not just a raving lunatic. <laughs>
4: Blows away the frontal cortex and then injects some sort of whatever into your brain to have a propensity to bite. And we've seen the, over the years, we've seen the um, articles, uh, you know, the news reports and such and read about them uh, and they called them, you know, they said that they were uh, abusing salt salts or salt baths or whatever the case was and they had several events, uh, one down in Miami and... Different places uh, where a particular individual had freaked out and you know bit someone's face off uh, and then uh, you know it made the news so um, yeah you know, I I don't know folks, but it's looking pretty creepy, so we do all need to really be seeking the Lord with all of our heart. We don't want to be here. We need to pray fervently to be found worthy. Praise God. Um there's another testimony I have here on the Marburg with eighty eight percent mortality. It's another expert, uh Doctor dot com. Okay, now um I can also tell you that the um the fellow that you just heard um talking Supposedly is. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can read it. Um, no, no. These, you, these are both. JeffersonPrather.com. Um, serious, uh, Again, that's Jefferson. Jefferson. S. O. N. Prather. P. R. A. T. H. E. R. dot com. JeffersonPrather.com. You can go evidently to his website look up more information if you want. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. Now we got a Seattle-based magazine. It's warning now, believe it or not, that anti-chippers are awful people, and we will convince your children to get the microchip implants. So they've already uh, put together, and instead of anti-vaxxers now, they call a new group of people that they despise uh, anti-chippers. Um, so they're really preparing for an onslaught upon the people of the Lord. Jesus Christ, and it it, it just it's, it's troubling. Praise Jesus. So we're just going to have to seek the Lord with all of our heart. Continue to pray, and we I believe we're going to be just fine. Praise God. All right. Solutions are scary. It's time to bring back citizen militias. Now, this is an op-ed that was published on Infowars.com, and this particular author, his name is Brandon Smith, goes on and basically says what I said earlier on, which which is the institution of the Second Amendment in the United States of America is essentially for the purpose of citizen militias to defend the country in case there's a treasonous group that has toppled the country, which in fact is what is happening now. But then again, again, you know, we are citizens of heaven. We are sojourners on this earth. This is not our war. We, yes, we do have to work. Yes, we do have to seed into the kingdom. We ought to want to out of the love of Jesus. Yes, we should touch other people's lives as best as we can. Yes, we should pray for the lost as much as we can. Yes, we should pray for one another absolutely as much as we can. Absolutely. Again, one of the best scriptures that I think has been handed to me over the years was one that was handed to me by uh, Sister Nancy Varner. Um, and uh, it says uh, – "It's it, hold on a second. Let me scroll up and get it for you. All righty. Okay, here we go. And it says um, – thank you jesus first samuel twelve twenty three moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you so that underscores the significance the importance of us praying uh, for each other hallelujah, thank you Jesus, and also remember that the letter uh, The 2nd century letter to Diognetus describes Christians as distinguished from other men, neither by country nor language, living in such places as the lot of each of them has determined. Following the customs of the natives with respect to clothing, food, and the rest of their ordinary conduct, they display to us their wonderfully, confessedly striking method of life. They dwell in their own countries, but simply as sojourners. As citizens, they share in all things with others, and yet endure all things as if foreigners. Every foreign land to them is is, is, as their native country, and every land of their birth is as a land of strangers. They pass their days on earth, but they are citizens of heaven. They obey the prescribed laws, but at the same time they surpass the laws by their lives. They are reviled, but they bless. I wish all of us could have that to be able to read every single day so we understand what the church, the true church of Jesus was like and the days that Paul was going from church to church in the second century. Praise God. That's powerful. That's actually out of the Pilgrim Church from E.H. Broadbent uh, that was published in 2015. Powerful stuff. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, uh, there are a lot of people saying that this is the turning point. I'm just going to share this with you, that the Democrats are panicked right now uh, because of all of the things that are being revealed uh, to, you know, regarding, you know, the Biden situation. All right. So I'll play this little snippet, but it is my position that it isn't going to mean a hill of beans. But, but anyway,
7: viewpoints and you've all seen it on display all day long. They've been doing exactly that. They've been trying to bully and defame our witnesses and and, and try to cover up their opinions. They, they actually began the hearing with a motion to prevent them from testifying. You can't make this stuff up. It's on broad display for everybody. They did the same thing yesterday in the hearing with the IRS whistleblowers. You know why? Because the Democrats are panicked right now. They're panicked because it's impossible to cover up the inescapable conclusions of the last few weeks. Let me give you two of them. First, one, the hard evidence, Mr. Goldman and everybody else, now proves that the Biden family is hopelessly corrupt and has apparently engaged in a long pattern of extortion, bribery, influence peddling and tax fraud and staggering abuses of power. And number two, we're highlighting here today that we now know that a growing list of the most important executive branch agencies of the Biden administration are in on it. They've also been corrupted. They've been weaponized to help cover all this up, the first family's crimes. When we summarize all this stuff, it sounds like a premise of a dystopian novel or something, but it's actually happening right now on our watch. This is not conspiracy theories, this is evidence. Our hearing today is to put a spotlight on one more of these incredible avenues of unprecedented corruption and government cover-up. And here again, a federal court has just affirmed all that hard evidence. It proves that the White House, the Department of Justice, and the FBI, among other agencies, threatened and coerced the social media platforms to censor and suppress disfavored viewpoints, and conservatives' social media post online. I'm grateful we have with us today two individuals, Mr. Kennedy and Ms. Harris. All
4: right, so we're going to go ahead and allow that. But anyway, so all over the social media, for what it's worth, people are going, this is it. This is the turning point. Biden is done. And, of course, there's some articles out there that um, – <sighs> Kamala Harris is stepping forward and publicly stating that um, she is ready to take the helm as the president of the United States at any time that Biden is deemed to be unfit. <sighs> Anybody looking forward to that? <laughs> and on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Sister Elena. Praise Jesus! Thank you for being patient. We put, we just love you, uh, and let's bring her on right now. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Praise God. And let me double check my math. I think I see her number here, but you know I was a bad boy, way behind schedule because of uh, my situation at work, which you saw was so gruesome and grim uh, that um, that uh, my boss had to text me during a radio show. Isn't that lovely? All right. So anyway, um, hold on just a second, uh, pull this up, and here we go. I just want to make sure I do the right thing here. It's so easy to dork up on the radio. There we go. Yep, just as I thought. And let's go ahead and bring Sister Elena on live right now. Praise Jesus. Are you there, Sister Elena?
0: I am here. Can you hear me?
4: Praise God. Yeah, I can hear you beautifully.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, so, wow. Wow. I don't know how to follow and act like that. <laughs> it's a lot. But um, it's it's all true, and it, it's been true for a long time. Um, I remember in 2015, they were experimenting on those poor people in Africa with this fake Marburg or Ebola virus. Um, it wasn't normal. There was a number of doctors that were being you know stepped on a little bit back then we had a little bit more freedom back then but anyway so um i don't really know where to start i've been away now for a couple months and there's been so much that's happened um my husband of 24 years died on the 4th of july And um, this was not a normal husband, but I want to get there in a minute. Um, One of the things that I discovered over the last um, few months is why I have been abducted so many times. And by the way, I'm not the only one that's being abducted. This abduction and UFO agenda is all about eugenics and it's going on all over the place. And they've got capabilities that they can shut people down in your house and they take you and, and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, they've been doing this to everybody um, on one level. I, we, I'm not special. I just have been at it a little longer than some Um So I finally have uncovered the foundation of why I have been through so much on a cosmic level and a physical one, Um, and sometimes both at once. I was five years old and I was betrothed by my father to Satan. I was um, supposed to bring forward the Antichrist. I was one of many women that were picked, Um, but that was what I was picked for. The problem was, is I never consented. They have to have your consent. Free will is part of our humanity. They have to have your consent, and he has tried for many, many years. He tried. At this point, I think he's leaving me alone, but um, he has stalked me my entire life. He has come to me in dreams. He has attacked people that I loved. Um, he has come to me in human form, um, just like him. Uh And... Then I was set up to marry a true modern day Nephilim. Now there is some crossover here that I want to talk about. Um, Let's go back to one of these abductions because I'm going to explain it in some pretty graphic detail. Uh, I was living in Las Vegas. I was uh, 25. Maybe 26, 25 or 26. And I had a motorcycle, and and one of the things I enjoyed doing was riding through the desert. That was one of the things I really enjoyed about living there. I would ride, you know, down around Lake Mead and places like that. Well, one day I was driving along a highway, which they now call E.T. Highway. And um, I was abducted, me and the bike and everything. Onto a very large ship. And there was many people in the ship. I just remember we were all very scared. And some of us were very comatose. And others of us were compliant. Others of us were, oh, it's going to be okay. They, They love us kind of people. Um... I just remember wanting to to melt into something that I couldn't be seen. And they brought us into, um, it, it's a base. It's in the side of a mountain. You go inside this mountain and this base is so large that you could probably put everybody in the United States in it. It runs all along that ridge that goes along um, the mountains that are in Nevada and up through Canada and down. Um, and then under the it it goes then underneath the desert into places like Dulce. It is huge. One of the places um, that I saw, now when you get there, um, you are surrounded by what looks like little white lights and um, there are some that we call these fairy lights. You have good luck with that. They will consume you. They're little piranhas, and if you try to escape, they will swarm on you, and you will disappear. And one of the things that they have developed in a place like this is something called swarming technology, and they are using a form of it right now in Florida with Bill Gates mosquitoes. These um, individuals that work in these bases, particularly this one, um, work also in our government in various forms. Some are walk-ins. Some are just shapeshifters. There's uh, some that are, you know, clones. Uh, They they take very, very um, many different forms. But anyway, in this base, the very biggest department of this structure that when you stood at the bottom of it, and look, you were looking at something perhaps as tall as the World, World Trade Center. And mind you, this thing is on the side of the mountain, but it goes then underground and up. And there is a um, structure there that has many levels on it, going up and down. And it is quite amazing to look at. But you will do exactly as you're told, or these forming things will, um, and, and they make sure to let you know that you are to do exactly as you're told. These forming things are under their control, and they will do what they're told, which is to take off your leg or hand or arm or part of your head or face or your whole body. One of the most scary things I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, uh, the eugenics department is where they were bringing almost all of us to um, extract genetic materials. And it was like being in hell. That's all I can say. It was shortly thereafter that the Lord saved my soul. I don't know how I escaped that pit, I, but I know it's still there, and I know where some of the openings are. I have sent pictures. I've posted them on my blog. There's openings all over the place. Some of them are as far out as Big Sur. This is a humongous, humongous structure. Anyway, um, I think at this time uh, they were told... Hands off. And that is because I belong to the Lord. And I kept saying no to Satan. And um, at which time the enemy decided to select me for abuse. And so there's been this giant war over my soul ever since. Um, My first husband um, suffered serious anxiety attacks. And he um, had problems with drugs and drinking. And I'm quite sure a lot of that was through demonic mind control, witchcraft, that kind of thing. And the second one was a Nephilim narcissist. Now, here's something that I find to be incredibly interesting in today's culture is the tremendous amount of people that are dealing with narcissists and um, this is both a soul and a spiritual issue this is a form of Nephilim that takes on <clears throat> many many different definitions but the one that just passed away, born to a witch. And interesting enough, very similar to what happened in Genesis Genesis 6 and 4. Now, this eugenics agenda, and, and I know Johnny's had plenty of people on his show that are much better at explaining this than I am. But goes back um, to Genesis and to Genesis 3 and 15, there's clearly a seed war that happens right then and there. And according to some, and I'm going to explain to you why I think this is true, um, Cain is quite possibly the first Nephilim ever born. Two days before this man died, four days two days before he went into the hospital, four days before he died, I had a dream about Cain. I saw him in a dream and I knew he was Cain. And the only kind of dreams I have are typically very um, real. I didn't know what it meant at the time. I do know he was coming for his own. As I look back, over the last 24 years, not only do I see the narcissism, I see a tremendous amount of the supernatural happening that I wasn't quite sure where it was coming from. I, I you know, I, I believe that it was it was layered, but never had I seen the extreme amount of. And supernatural uh, goings on ever, and you know, I began to think maybe it was because of the days we live in and all that sort of thing. And, and, and no, after he passed, I had a series of um, things come off of my ankles and arms, and off of my uh, and feet that that are implants, and that's something that I've been dealing with. Since I've been married to him. Now, this kind of individual, there's two of him. I have met his doppelganger. And I think I have testified to that on this show. That he was walking through my, my, my dining room. Now, I live in a very old house and there's only one way in and out of rooms. And I thought it was him. It looked like he was walking in the kitchen. When I walked in the kitchen, there was nobody there. There is no way out of the kitchen. And he was wearing something completely different than the other one that was laying on the couch. And I I did see his nephew several times manifest in front of me. Um, This kind of individual has capabilities that they are so... (laughs) Sneaky. You don't really know they're doing it, but they can. They have supersonic hearing. This one did. He could hear them, what the neighbors were saying down the street. And I'm only slightly exaggerating. Um, he he could travel in the astral. He would he would um, be standing in the room with me when I was um, working with someone such as Daniel Duvall. And I kept saying, I knew there was somebody standing there. And we would rebuke it, and the the presence would leave. But I, I think it was his spirit. He had a demon spirit. But he also had human flesh. Now, the human flesh is altogether wicked and altogether deceitful. And as I look back, what I'm seeing is someone who regularly ex- exhibited very sadistic behavior towards me. He abused me in every way you could abuse a woman. But there was nothing I could do it- about it because a narcissist will do a few things, like make you dependent on him. and by virtue of my disabled daughter, I was. He will also launch on a smear campaign, which means that you lose the PR campaign, so anybody you go to for help, you're not going to get any. Oh, he's just such a nice person. That would never happen because what I had was truly a street angel and a house devil. He could afford to be nice, and he was conning them. What I had here was the true one. And um, he, he, you know, engaged in, a lot of what covert narcissists do, and there's plenty of people on the Internet talking about that. But this narcissism did not really exist in the 80s. If it was um, mentioned in the psychology textbook, it was mentioned as a very rare disorder that could never be cured. But now almost everybody has one of these around them, torturing them on one level or another. And the, the, the descriptions of this kind of individual is far too much of a pattern to be anything else but spiritual. So my question is, is this the spirit that's rising up upon the face of the earth, which probably is? But I'm also going to connect it back into the flesh. Because somehow, our flesh is like a growth medium to these creatures. Evil spirits, walk-ins, there's all different ones. There's ones that live under the planet. And, you know, there's plenty of people that have testified, including me, to the ones that, you know, are off-planet. But these, these were specially crafted over the millennia to blend in. And they all have a common personality type. I know there's some of you listening right now that know exactly, are relating to exactly what I'm talking about, because you have this. Um, I heard one person say that the majority of these are men. I would beg to differ. I've seen women that are like this too. They're even worse. So so, um, I believe that somehow this spirit has intertwined with the flesh, and now you have this walking, talking creature that blends into humanity seamlessly but is definitely a weapon causing division and problems in people's lives, particularly God's people. And I'm going to tell you right now, most of God's people that I personally know and talk to and pray with, every one of them have one of these torturing them in their life. And they all pretty much do the same thing. They steal money. They want to control they they have supernatural capabilities. They so what I'm saying is one of the agendas that we should all be looking for is something that is right in our face. And I think we're missing it because I did. I did. Even though I kept seeing it and seeing it and seeing it around him. I would see these black rings around his head when we were first married. Oh, I'm just tired. I'm just, I disassociated from my own eyeballs at that point because I I don't want to seem um, crazy. So we disassociate from the spirit realm because that's worked out so well for the devil. He's even gotten the church to do it. Church don't help at all with this sort of thing. When somebody's coming to to them for counseling that they got one of these individuals, after they describe what the behaviors are, they should be talking about fasting and praying and asking the Lord to reveal what the problem is because his blood is big enough for any of these creatures. There is nothing that is impossible for God. Unfortunately, these creatures are so... Listed. You know, they use projection, inversion tactics. They have their other selves in the astral, you know, shooting witchcraft at you. Oh, and if by chance you're married to one of them and you have an argument and you try to get this individual not to argue with you, because the Bible says so, because they presented themselves as Christians. They don't want to because why they are going to abduct you while you sleep and they're going to make sure that you get hurt. I used to see things in that house before I left that, that blew my mind, things on the ceiling, things for projecting on walls. So anyway, so what I'm trying to say is that um, as Christians and those of us that are looking towards the the coming of Jesus, these creatures also have another purpose. They have been weaponized to keep your prayers from being heard. Now you got to hear me out on this one. Because some of you are going to get mad at me because, of course, God always hears your prayers. And, yes, he does hear your prayers. But one of these creatures are in your life. They hurt you. They hurt you bad. And so what do you do? You run to the Lord. You get on your knees. He hurt me. How? I mean, and when I say that this one hurt me, it was on every single level. And I'm not making this up. I've got the records to prove it. I've also got the implants coming out of and the insects and all the things that were here, but you know. So anyway, these creatures want to get you into accusation. So you're before the Lord, and you're accusing them. This and they did that and they did the other thing. And here, just recently, I want to tell you what the Lord said to me. He said. When you do that, you sound just like Satan to me. It's hard to hear your voice from that voice. Now I got upset about that. What do you mean it's hard to hear? What are you talking And then all of a sudden I realized that that's exactly what I was doing. I was accusing these other people, even though they're, they're, they were awful, that doesn't have anything to do with it. We are a royal priesthood. We have a certain code of conduct and one job, and that is to be like him and to overcome them. And therefore, we do not want to sound like them. The Lord says to me, he said, you begin with by praying your identity, not your pain. I had to think about that one for a while. But he was right. So now, when these creatures do those things to me, and, and they are still all around, and they are going to always be around, and they're going to get worse, you want your prayers to really start carrying a punch. Besides asking for their salvation, ask the Lord to plant a conscience in them, because it is the Lord that moves upon the heart and I know these creatures are heartless. So you can ask the Lord to give them enough of a heart that they repent. And now we're talking about how they think and process and perceive. Basically, these are very, very broken. And these doubles attached to the wounds. That's why it's really important that have you been around one of creatures and they have beat you all up. I've been working real hard to heal up. You have wounds. It's going to take you a while to heal up. Um, these creatures can also um, drive soul ties and darts into your being. Now, you have spirit spirit bodies, and, and they can see those. Now, I didn't know that when I married him. I, I really didn't know that. I was set up to marry him, and I've, I've talked about some of that on here. My house was burned down. I didn't know where to go. My son was pretty sure it was him who did it, but I couldn't figure it out. But now that I know what he could do, what he was capable of, of, yeah, there is a chance of that. So for right now, I think it's really important to understand what we're dealing with, what we're trying to navigate. How in the world? I mean, even David said, how is it that the wicked are prospering? How is it they're doing it? Well, they have a lot of help from the wicked spirits and and the enemy and and Satan. Um, So there's that. And it is right now kind of the enemy's territory, even though it's not really his. He's a squatter, but we still got to negotiate that. And the best way of doing that is remembering your identity and remembering your authority because you're going to need it. You didn't need it in the days to come. What they're getting ready to loose on the face of this earth, I have seen as I've been dragged all over the cosmos by this fallen cherub trying to get me to marry him. My father traded that for um, promotion in the secret space program, and he got what he wanted. But boy, did that make satan angry because he did not get what he wanted and satan is relentless all of them are they want your soul as a drowning man wants air and once they've latched onto you they're hoping that when you pass they can drag your soul to hell they have claimed ownership of you and if you don't have the blood of jesus and the, and the agreement with him that he is your Lord and Savior, you're in trouble. There's a lot of you guys that, that I've talked to that don't really get it. Don't really get the supernatural. You somehow know it exists out there. It's kind of murky. And for a long time, I felt that way too. It's called Deception. The enemy does not want you to see him. What he wants you to do is to forget about him so he can continue to make your life hell. He's pretty good at it. I am in constant prayer against witchcraft. Sometimes they're just little short prayers. They're just little quick prayers that I will send people that are being beat up doesn't have to be a whole lot, guys. The Lord is easy. You know, the church has been really good at telling us how many things are bad. Everything's bad. You know what's bad is the constant judgmentalism. That's what's bad. And narcissists are really good at that. You know? So, yeah, the judgmentalism is bad. What God has called good, now the enemy can try to take it and twist it, but that is what your authority is for. When you see that stuff, get rid of it. It's like cancer of your life, cancer of your environment. Um, evil spirits are, are, are tough. You don't know they're there. You can't see them, but they're talking to you all the time. They're trying to tempt you. They're trying to trip you up. They're trying to get you to hate somebody. They're gossiping. They gossip about people all the time, and and so there's that battle. What is the Lord? What is me? What is real and what isn't? And you know the the Lord is good. He, like I said, He's easy. If you ask Him, He'll tell you. And He wants to tell you. He He wants to know. He's on the move. He's coming. He wants us to just keep looking for him, and in looking for him, we're blessed. And prayer is delightful. It is so wonderful to pray for other people and see those prayers answered. That does more for my faith. It do a lot for yours too. And and it's really good if somebody has prayed for you to give testimony that that it worked. <laughs> That the prayers came through because that builds your faith. And we need as much of that right now as we can get. So this whole idea of being abducted and taken into the secret space program by devils, by the devil himself, being taken into the eugenics thing to want to be used to, to do this nasty stuff, I've had dreams about that too. Do you know what? I must be the Mr. Riku of the spirit world because I didn't get it. I didn't get it till it was so in my face that I couldn't ignore it. Now, some of that, I won't say that all that blindness was my fault because what the witches and warlocks will do to you is they will put blinders on you so you can't see them. You know, hiding is what they do. Even the word occult means hidden. My bloodline is hidden. And so it is an occultic bloodline. I have seen some incredible miracles by going behind them and praying after them. It's been great. And, And there's a lot of you listening in. You can do the same thing. You know, find those things that are in your life that have been compromised. And it doesn't matter what stream or what bloodline it comes from. If there is a persistent sin in your family, such as adultery or pornography, or, or uh, and that's one of Satan's favorites, he loves to twist the whole sexual thing. That is so fun for him. Um, he opens portals with that, and he has great fun with that. Sex ritual is very big with him. And anything that's outside of the will of God is exactly that. You're in, you are creating a portal for demons and devils to come into your life and give you hell. And they do. Oh, that doesn't happen to me. Not yet. Wait long enough. It'll catch up with you. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't mean to be mean, but it's true. If God loves you enough, he will discipline you. He will come after you if you're doing stuff like that. It's best just to get rid of it now because guess what? He's coming back. You should be looking for him. He loves you. He's had enough of this nonsense down here. He's told me over and over again, he's had enough. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Come on. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of you guys that do the same thing. And that's the way it should be. You know, crying out to God is really important. It's how the Israelites got delivered. They were in the land of the Nephilim too. These Creatures have been around since day one. They got rid of the giantism thing, even though they still have some of those, um, and they look just like us anyway, um, and they target the ones that are trying to catch the bus. They target you, they want you to be miserable. They want you to be full of hate and bitterness. They want you to be full of accusation. They want you to sound like Satan. Don't do it. They are liars. They are thieves. And I don't care how much money they steal from you. It's never enough for them. It's never enough. You got to get away from it. Cut them off. And start all over again. Money is nothing to God, but fighting these, these creatures, spending all your energy, you know, flushing it down the toilet, going after these these creatures is ridiculous. And you know what? They're going to be left behind to get eaten by the zombies. There'll be plenty of them. You know, and they're, they're going to be the ones that are fodder for the zombies. So are the elite that think that they are controlling this. They're not controlling them. They have broken every single tree they've made. They're not controlling anything. Now, there's some of you that are going to say, Elena, you're crazy. You know what? That's okay. We're going to find out soon enough. The whole abduction UFO thing is about eugenics, and it's always been that. It's been that since the beginning. It's still that. The number one problem was nephilim marriage to women in the days of Noah. Well, guess what it is again? They've gotten a lot sneakier anyway. I guess they have fixed a lot of the problems. And they've learned how to connect their wicked spirits into this Nephilim blood genetics and create a narcissist. I mean, it's something like that, guys. I know it is because I've lived with it for 24 years. I've watched it. And now that it's gone and it comes off me more and more all the time, I can see it more and more all the time. I gave my love to him before I knew what he was. And once you give that away, you can't get it back. It's over. That love will create soul ties that hurt when they come off. And I'm serious, they physically hurt. Um, That love is there until the person passes, or um, they leave you. Or you leave them. I look back and I'm like, I tried. But I got sucked back into it. Well, some of that was misplaced commitment. Some of that is, um, you know, we have this child together. And then there was more reasons to come back to it than not. And then, of course, the psycho babble comes along. You like abuse. No, I hate abuse. I want him to get better. But they can't unless they really have the knockdown experience, which God tried a couple times to do this for him. It just didn't stick. Unless they have that, they're always going to be a narcissist. And the longer they walk in that, the more that reprobate they have in them and the more they become a hybrid beast. And we are surrounded by them right now. They're in your office. They're in the grocery store. They are in your life somewhere, mother, brother, wife, husband. And no matter how you try to get them to see it God's way, Not just your way, but God's way. You get the word salad treatment and um, incredible pushback. And then within about 10 minutes, it never even happened, except for the revenge that is seething in them and their passive-aggressive behavior leads them on an incredible smear campaign. And um, what do you do about it? Well, I just kept my mouth shut. I, I didn't answer the accusations because Jesus didn't. You know, like a lamb to the slaughter. He just kept his mouth shut. You know why? Because he knew who he was. And he knew who they weren't. And so he was capable of being strong enough to keep his mouth shut. And I guess that's where I have been particularly. When you go to the um, funeral and the place is packed and everybody's singing his praises and you're like, oh, my goodness. That is not the same one I had in this house. And so you go on this, you know, journey is it me, soul-searching, you know, the whole thing, and then you realize that's the devil again. The night before he died, I saw a demon go over my ceiling, went over my bed, over my ceiling, and out the front of my house. So... I don't know what you call that exactly. He did profess Christ. It was skin deep. It wasn't real. It was just enough to carry a facade. Now that tells me, well, I know they are Freemasons. I guess that kind of individual would gravitate towards that kind of thing. But um, they're everywhere right now. And as you're listening to me, how then shall you live? Well, you know what? That's not my job to tell you that. (laughs) But I can tell you what the Lord has told me. Don't accuse them. He already knows. He already has their scroll, their book, whatever it's called. He has all that. I've seen their scrolls. And he's got all that. You don't need to remind God of who they are or what they've done to you. He already knows. And by the way, what they've done to you, they've done to him. So you do not have to remind him of that. What you have to do is ask the Lord to bring them to repentance. Because then you've done the word, you've blessed your enemies. Um, How do you bless your enemies? You get them out of hell while you can, you know. If, if, if these creatures, you know, that's what they are. They're hell bent. They're hell bound. You can look at them and they're torturing you. Yeah, that's awful. But you know, their eternity is in hell. That's the reality of it. And when you look at them, you can almost feel bad for them. You can almost. Oh my goodness. You know, Luke six said they have received their reward now. You know, they've already received it. We don't have to sweat any of that. Just let them go. Let them do it. Let them have whatever it is they want. That's what Jesus says to do. If they want it, give them that and something else too. (laughs) You know, let them have it. Because it means absolutely nothing compared to where we're going. And we've all agreed that's right around the corner. So what are we what are we doing engaging with this futility? Because that's exactly what it is. It's futile. Time is much better spent with our hands in the air and worshiping our Lord and looking for Him. Where are you, my Jesus? Come on now. That's what you're supposed to be doing. That's what he said. And if he said it, that's good enough for me. And um, if you don't know where he said it, go find it. You know, it is your responsibility, this relationship you say you're in with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You say you're in it with him, but how much time do you really spend with him? oh, you you got to do this, that, and the other thing. Well, you know what you you can do? You can internalize a dialogue with him that you're constantly talking to him, and then you're praying without ceasing, like the word says to do, and you don't have to worry about anything. You get pulled over by a policeman. Um, Immediately, I said in my heart, Lord Jesus, I can't afford this ticket right now. So he and, and around here, these are not policemen. These are highway robbers. They don't even get their paycheck unless they get their certain quota. That, that to me is the only thing they're missing is a bandana. But anyway, so, you know, madam you have, they're going 10 miles over the speed limit. And I didn't even think about it. It came right out of my mouth. I said, well, my husband just died and I have to get down the road. And neither one of those was a lie. I just didn't say when. <laughs> he said, okay, ma'am, you can go, but slow down. So um, I didn't lie, and I didn't think of those words. The Lord helped me. He did that. So anyway, that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. We're supposed to be connecting into him, him with everything we got. And if, if you're not feeling them, you got to find out why. And typically, it's some kind of targeting. It can be um, AI targeting. That whole digital, you know, domain, that's another form of this creature. Um, it can be, uh, you know, an evil spirit in the heavenlies um, that is targeting you. Those are fun to get rid of, by the way. Um, The chemtrails are that, but it's um, kind of a crossover between the evil spirits and the digital domain. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, computing. Anyway, so they can do that. They're completely wireless at this point. So they've got that. And um, that's why there's things in your house that will just shut down for no reason or you know, fall down for no reason. that that would be their their frequencies. Um, yeah, anyway, so what you can do when that happens is the same thing. I take authority over you, you're going to stop that now and get out of my house. I've had enough of you. Go, and it will stop. I promise you. Um, you can ask the Lord to remove black magic mind control. and I'm going to tell you right now, God's people. That is being used on you by the CIA all day long. They know where you are. Some of it can penetrate or does penetrate that helmet of salvation that I know you're putting on every day. Um, And then you've got to put put it on again, and it will stop. But it's black magic mind control, and yes, they can do it. And if you don't want to believe me, There is an incredible library of books out there that you can look up, all this research. And then there's Johnny. Johnny has a ton too. So all of what I'm saying to you can and is being done. The best we can do right now, we have one job and that's to overcome that. And when we do, um, we're going to be with him. And we're going to be given the right to rule over nations. So you're going to be kings and queens. Well, I don't care about that right now. I just want my car to start. <laughs> my car my car won't start. Well, you know what? Your car will start. Where there's a will, there's a way. So um, your car will start. Say a prayer and then go find your pair of jumper cables. You'll get it done. You know, so anyway, it's both of those things at the same time. Your car won't start, you got a traffic ticket, your narcissistic husband just, you know, made you the laughing stock of an entire church. (laughs) Um, You know, all of those things. Uh, And at the same time, you can have peace and joy. And you can understand if you're being persecuted, they've also persecuted. your Lord and you're right up there with him and that is why you're being persecuted now here's the thing he got up and he rebuked the storm and you can do that too you are not the savior of mankind so you can rebuke all of that and it will leave I promise you it will now I will also tell you this are so relentless you're going to have to keep it up and you're going to have to do it every day and sometimes more than once in a day um, morning and night and sometimes during the day too um And it's going to become more and more as um, the day goes on. And a lot of you right now, I've given you a lot to think about tonight. What they've done to me, they've done to a lot of people, and I'm talking millions of you out there, um, have been abducted. No, Elena, that didn't happen to me. I'm a child of God. It happened to you because you're a child of God. (laughs) The church is doing the bidding of these gray aliens. I've seen them under some of the biggest ones you've ever heard of. And I'm not allowed to say who they are, but I've seen them. To you, to ask the Lord for discernment. For for you, to ask the Lord what you're dealing with. And to ask him to take the blinders off so you know exactly what you're dealing with. And then ask him for balance that you don't go off the deep end with all of this. And (laughs) Ask him to steady you as you deal with it. And you will deal with it. You will anoint yourself in your home. And you will do the things that the scripture tells you to do. And you're going to stand your ground. And they have to back away from you. That is what the word said. That is what you promised. And that is what's going to happen. And um, I have seen this time and time again. And it's not based on you being good enough. It's based on your relationship but Jesus Christ, you cannot build that relationship into something. It's just there. Like your relationship with your mother or your father or your, or your wife or your husband or your daughter, your son. It's just there. That is your relationship. Now that, you know, relationships either a good one or a bad one. So if it's not a good one, if it's deficit, it's probably your fault. And you're going to have to press into the Lord and find out why. And um, I've had to do all these things. I'm not telling you anything that I haven't done. Um, And I'm telling you because these are the things that um, have elevated me in him to a place that um, blows my mind. I, I just can't even tell you. That I know that I know that I know no matter what this world does, no matter what it throws at me, I'm going to be okay. And every single day I get to go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the maker of all the universes and tell him my problems without accusation. And that's, that's, um, that's, that's a lot but the Holy Spirit will show you. Um, The one thing that I I really want to address that I don't know if I have yet is um, the hybrid thought transference. They can do this. I've seen him do this to me a lot. So you just got to be on the lookout for that. Are your thoughts really your thoughts? And that means policing your own soul daily. And that's a good thing to do. Um, The next thing is hybrid sexuality, which is exactly the opposite of what sexuality was meant to be, which is an expression of love. The hybrid sexuality is an expression of hate. And the Bible warns us over and over and over again that that is the one thing that we're not supposed to be doing. And that it's the one thing in our lap every single day. You cannot turn anything on anymore, particularly you, man of God. The Facebook, you turn it on, you turn on your messenger, and there's some booty in your face. And I hear this over and over again. Booty, boobs, the whole thing. You know, and the whole Instagram, the whole thing. And the social media is... Um, hybrid sexuality is what it is and all of it's fake every bit of it um, those girls don't look like that those men don't look like that some of them do maybe but who cares I mean, that's not real life so um, that is them that whole hybrid sexuality you know getting you um, young man to spill your seed on the ground And you, young lady, to allow yourself to be pulled into relationships that you don't belong in, um, that's what they are there to do. And in so doing, they've robbed you of your assignment before the Lord. And as a grandma, I can tell you that because um, (laughs) the race for dominance is a very real thing. They want what you have. And they're willing to do what they need to do to get it. They are more committed to their agenda than you are to your king. And that whole race for dominance includes this enhanced human agenda that Hitler worked on and, you know, our CIA brought in here. and, And, you know, they have hidden it all around us. And the flesh gives it soil to grow. And we are dealing with this every single day. And I'm just, you know, wanna warn you all that it's out there and what you can do about it, and what you should do about it. And he's coming. Good news. And Johnny, that's about it I have to say. I think that's that's it. <laughs>
4: Hello? All Hi. right. No, there. that's perfectly fine. Praise God. There's nothing like getting to go to bed early so I can wake up and go through the hell of my job. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Jesus, for my Yeah, job. you and me
0: both, Johnny. That's the same thing do I do I,
4: I know, right? Yeah, every and I... Single um,
0: morning. Ugh.
4: Uh, I know, I know, I know. I, I got to share this with you, though, folks, because I think you'll um, kind of, like, get a kick out of it. So like this morning, um, so let me see here. So I said, um, hold on a second. So anyway, so, uh, uh, Sister Elena and I were chatting back and forth on SMS text messengers really early in the morning. We're talking about like 4.30 AM, maybe a little bit later, yeah. maybe closer to six. Every but morning. anyway, it was,
3: yep, that's it, that's me.
4: <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And, um, but anyway, um, I said you know we were talking a little bit about the hurricane, the Hurricane Lee, and you know they're saying that there's a high and and it's predicted to be a cat four already, but the but what they don't know the spaghetti models and all that different computer stuff, they're you know they're they're saying that it's kind of a toss up. In other words, it could get thrown into the North Atlantic and fizzle and turn into nothing, or it could go straight to the United States, turn into a Cat 5, and hit anywhere. I mean, it could hit Fort Lauderdale. Um, now, they're, what yeah. they're not predicting is they're not predicting it to go south, into the deep into the Caribbean, and circle around and go up into the Gulf of Mexico, which I praise the Lord for. But right now, if you look at the models, the current direct trajectory, in other words, assuming that the high – that the meteorologists are suggesting is there that will steer it arguably to the north. If that high were to dissipate or be dorked with, in other words if they were to use their weather modification tools and technologies, Um, they could potentially, you know, the high might bounce it north, but they could steer it back around, have it do a loop the loop and have it come right back underneath the high and head directly at the United States coast, which would be a CAD-5 by then. And um, Elena and I were kicking back, and I said, well, where exactly are you at? She showed me on a map. And I said, hey, man, you're in Spookville, man. That's Spookville. I said, I lived up right up in that area for like two years. And she's like, well, where at? And I was like, and I started rattling off the name of the naval stations and stuff. And she's like, yep, I know where that one is. Yep, I know where that one is. And uh, it was pretty funny. And then um, we were kind of working our way through the whole thing. And she was talking about climate change. I said, it's so exhausting. I hate this evil place. And then I put in brackets, you know, a deep breath. And then she goes, the whole climate change crap is a total lie. This is how they, co- you know, are covering up for the judgments that they so richly deserve. And then I said, well, well, then check this out. And then anyway, so I showed her the um, the video of that guy that was the, um, you know, some some sort of, a, you know, top secret assignee to that, Arctic base where they had the neutrino, I I don't know what they called them, they were tubes, they were neutrino tubes that had the power to shoot green lasers faster than the speed of light to communicate with intergalactic spaceships, and he maintained that it was designed, alien technology, and it was designed for the purpose of talking, communicating live to FTL Speed Intergalactic Spacecraft. And that was one of the things. But he also said it was capable of doing a whole lot of other really super bad things. So anyway, and then, and then he made the mistake of saying that he had turned the information over to Congress and he was going to be reporting to Congress to give him the full story, which, of course, to me, all that means is that he's going to get assassinated. <laughs> but anyway. Exactly. Um,
3: it's true. Yeah, it's and, and
4: just like, just like Nixon did when he called the director of the CIA and in, in, to tell him a, on on recording uh, that he knew who killed Kennedy. Next thing you know, Watergate happens. and <laughs> Nixon's toast, and everybody buys it. But anyway, um, so. Um I you know we were talking about that and I said to Elena I said but that particular facility is definitely alien tech. Okay so that is not that wasn't created by a bunch of earthly scientists mm. who Mm-mm. found a couple of parchment papers in a safe you know from Tesla. That is some serious, <laughs> yeah it's like serious it's advanced tech. And then Elena goes there is an alignment that happens every August between Mars Sirius, and right. Antarctica. Who knows all the crap that comes through the gateway? There's a wormhole that goes <laughs> that through totally the is. center. Yep, there's a wormhole mm-hmm. that goes through the center of the planet. God only knows what what the fluff. In other words, what's coming through it, what's <laughs> going out of it all. And then she said, I've been taken right. to those bases. I've been taken to those bases many, many awesome. times. I, ha- I have nope. a friend who's all." SRA. Also been there. We compared notes in 2016. Been there, done that. I believe that the USA is behind most of the disasters in the world today, if not with the tech, with the constant summoning of evil ones. Dog days of summer. Refer to the Dog Star Sirius. That's what she says, and I said, yes, the Dog Star Sirius. It's it's in every Masonic Lodge, and she's like, yep, the Blue Lodge, and also... And then I said, right alongside the Pleiades, and then she put a big frowny mad face up on the, the screen <laughs> after I mentioned the Pleiades, which I thought was kind of funny. And then I and then I said, which the Pope, um, uh, w- uh, uh, you know, waves to uh, as they. Uh, as the pleiades crests above the horizon on sol invictus which is you know essentially midnight at on christmas night uh and um and i said and the gullible uh, crowds of sheep that are in front of the Vatican cheer as they believe the Pope is waving Crazy. to them. As they're all encircled around the giant obelisk. Okay, and I'm not getting into the obelisk thing because uh, you know, to 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 uh, Sister Elena's credit, it's true. You type the wrong word in the Twitter. You type the wrong word into any social media, and you're going to see things you wish you didn't see. And let me put it to this right. you're amazing. If you if you're a man and you got a weakness, you've been celibate for like over a decade like me, that ain't mm-hmm. stuff you wanna see. If you know what I'm saying. And so anyway
0: you guys are visually wired to begin with. So you can, uh, yeah, you I those know. images they so, like burn into your skull. That's so not right. Oh
10: man, it it, <laughs> it, it, it
4: took me I had I had to pray for years fervently uh, to get rid of that issue because you got to get rid of the um you got to get to a point where the lord anoints you so that you're i mean i don't want to sound the wrong way but i kind of do so that you're like (laughs) disgusted by sex when you get to the point where you're disgusted by sex you don't want to hear anything about it
0: when you're disgusted
4: by the the idea of it that's when you've arrived that's when you've truly
0: that's when you've arrived that's
4: right it's true. It's true. And then. Um, we
0: can't touch you anymore there. Everett.
4: No. Right, right, right. No. I typed in. All I was trying to do was help my daughter. My daughter was like, hey, I'm going to branch into sales. I'm doing, uh, I'm working for this, you know, I knew she was working for an insurance company and she was doing um, all these big accounts and stuff. And she said, I talked to my boss and I'm going to go for the corner office and I'm going to go and start doing some sales. And I said, well, Kristen, you know, you better be careful what you ask for, because remember this, the tall blade of grass Gets cut first. The second you move into that corner office, every person in that company is going to stab you in the back, rip out your eyeballs, poop down your throat, and you're gonna. They're gonna do every. They're gonna lie about you. They're gonna say horrible things. It's going to be life destroying. I said. Also, you could have a big bad office. I said. If I was you, I would duck down into your cubicle and thank God that you even have a job at all. But then she. But she pursued it, and she said. Well, Dad, I, I need to learn how to play golf because you know that's what the sales executives do—they play a lot of golf. And I said, oh, you know, no. a lot of deals. Yeah. So, like an idiot, I'm, I want to help her out. So I go on the Twitter and I type in the word golf. Let me tell you something. Do not do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just take it from me, especially if you're a man and you haven't come to the places the Lord has brought me. Thank you, Jesus. To the point that sex, in and of itself, is disgusting to me. Okay, um, you can go ahead. You can go ahead and do whatever you want to do as a husband and wife. Have your fun, but just remember that that you know our heavenly Father. All over the Scripture, really, when you think about it, Paul. What did Paul say to to the people at, at the Church of Corinth? He said, "However God, however Jesus found you, that's the way you should stay. If He found you single, stay single." If he found you married, stay married. But then he came back and he said, but you know what? Because you meatheads are yeah. all having sex with one another, you better all get married. <laughs> Cause, cause, so, that's so exactly basically, what he said. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He it was like, you guys can't control yourself to save your lives, let alone your eternity. Put it back in your pants and get he, married. That's, that's exactly well, he
0: suggested what he said. the and, right. and uh, you know, I don't think too many people take him up on that and they should. They can right. say well, the, now. What
4: about, what about the eunuch? What about the eunuch? The whole story about the eunuch. There's there's a whole mystery in the scripture regarding the existence of eunuchs and 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 being utterly physically divorced from the capability of even thinking about those things. Because remember, the the quintessential essence of our flesh, which, by the way, is not something God is happy with. Anybody who thinks, you know, people will point to the scriptures, we were fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'm like on... And the uh, heart is dead,
0: dreadfully wicked above all else who can know it. uh, That's what the Bible says about our flesh.
4: Yeah, you got it. Look, when 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 our heavenly Father was talking about us, you know, tr- um incarnating into human bodies. He says, "Have I Jesus said in John 10:34 to the Pharisees after they made fun of him and and well, they were accusing him of being blasphemous because he um, did things during the Sabbath? Uh, he's the Lord of the Sabbath. Whatever they were eating, eating some barley, which is very interesting, by the way, and um, you know some wheat and, and and various seeds and stuff. And the, and they were like the, the Pharisees were attacking him for saying he was the Son of God. And Jesus looked at them and he said, "Have I not said in your law that you are gods, little g gods?" And then the only other place in the Bible that 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 exists is in um, Psalm eighty two, where it says that mm-hmm.
3: Amen.
4: Where it says, um, where where it says, and I'll just pull it up here real quick so I don't butcher it to death because I can I can I can summarize it, but it's easier to read it. So when you track John ten thirty four, where Jesus rebuked the Pharisees. And said, have I not said in your law that ye are God's, little g, by the way, little g, God's. Okay, and guess where that appears? In Psalm 82, it says, God, our Heavenly Father, stands in the congregation of the mighty, and he judges amongst the gods, little g, Little g-gods. How long will you judge unjustly, he says, and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the poor and the followers. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and the needy. Free them from the hands of the wicked. They do not know nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are unstable. I said ye are gods. And you are all children of the Most High, sons of God. What's the first thing they tell you when you go up to the pastors? uh, You know, Oh, hey, this is an altar call. Come and give your life to Jesus. Rededicate your life to Jesus. And everybody goes up to the front because, hey, they've been dorking with their next-door neighbor now for the last five years, and suddenly they have a twinge of guilt. So they go up to the altar. They fall to their knees. They sit there boo-hoo-hooing because they're rededicating their life to Jesus. And then they think that that's all there is to it. It says, I said, you are God, and you are all children of the Most High, sons of God. What does the pastor in the church say to you after you give your life to Jesus at that altar? He says, you are now a son of God. It says right here, I said, you are gods, little g gods, and all of you are children of the Most High, sons of God. But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes, which is, you know, the Prince of Tyre, which is a metaphor for Satan. The point I'm making here is we are gods. We essentially are incarnated gods. We lived It was pre-existence. Oregon was one of the founding fathers of the the Catholic Church. Oregon, O R I G E N, and he, out of the church, out of the Roman Catholic Church, he was anathemaed because he dared to go to them and say, "We pre-existed," because there's no possible way that God would have hated Esau and loved Jacob. It's impossible. How could God be predisposed to hate Esau and love Jacob? Why did God tell Jacob to do what he did to Esau? It was very unfair, but God hated Esau. So when you understand those things, you know that it had to have happened prior to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were interdimensional beings. Well, you know, the, the Garden of Eden was injected on an Earth teeming with it extraterrestrial serpent creatures and all kinds of horrible things. Okay, when it says, "as in the days of Noah," man, that is an understatement. There, You got Atlantis, Lemuria, the land of Muir, all kinds of serpent kings and creatures from other parts of the galaxy that were on this earth. The earth is an intergalactic way station even to this day for the tall whites. The Syrians hang out, of course, at Montauk. That's one of their main hangouts, but other places as well. That's right, where that. i
0: That's right.
4: Right. That's right. And, and and we were talking even on the Messenger about the Dog Star Sirius and how Pleiades yeah, and the nice. Dog Star Sirius are on every Masonic mural behind their stupid grand Pubbach oh. chair. Which I wish which I wish would <laughs> swallow them up and send them to hell. But that's all only-
0: that's the Flintstones. <laughs> I know. It's I know. One time hey,
4: I know their secret I know their secret handshake, by the way. Um, get this. So I uh we used to have in Tampa, Florida, we used to have a um a comedy team on, on the radio. They uh-huh. were called Ron and Ron Ron and Ron. And they were um uh you know, it was in the nineties. And anyway, and they had some of the Hooters girls that would come on there. You know, Hooters was really big. There wasn't any wing house and no competition, so Hooters was it. And Hooters was created in, in Tampa, Florida, the very first Hooters. So if, you're, if the Hooters restaurant is located outside of the state of Florida, it belongs to a corporation known as Hooters of America. And they make some darn good huh. wings. But it,
0: they yeah, do. It's called Hooters Their wings of, are excellent.
4: Right. But those are franchise stores that were sold by what's known as the Drosty Brothers, who were the original founders of the Hooters restaurant chain. So the only original Hooters restaurants in the entire United States of America are located in the state of Florida. And the original Hooters is located over on uh, uh, over in Clearwater. You go across the um, uh, Courtney Camel Causeway, you go into Clearwater, and you keep looking to your right, and there it is, the original Hooters. It's a pretty small place. Uh-huh. But anyway, it's kind of beside the point. So Ron and Ron, they find out from one of their friends what the secret password is to get inside of a Masonic lodge so you can go in and have chicken wings and watch porno movies. Because that's all they want to do. The blue level people just want to <laughs> get away from their wives. They want to wear fezes and look like retards. And they want to eat chicken wings and watch right. porn. And that's exactly that's it. Right. they don't do any any of that skull and bone stuff, not at that level. It's just a no, big club the, of right. you know, fezz wearing little cars in a parade going
3: meat meep, meep, meat meep, meat meep, meep, meep.
4: okay that's right. it. well, guess what Ron and Ron found out what the secret password is to get into the Masonic lodges so you can go in and have chicken wings and uh and uh and uh, uh you know and and do a lot of discussing stuff. The the secret password is Mahabone, M-A-H-A-B-O-N-E. So if you want to have some chicken wings, which I highly recommend that you do not, and do naughty things, you just go up to one of the Masonic lodges, and you grab the knocker, and you go, knock, 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 and they, they'll come over, and they'll be like, you know, whatever. They'll say whatever evil stuff they say, and you say, Mahabone, and then they'll say, who is your potentate? And then you've got to say who your potentate is, so good luck with that one. But they'll open up the door, and then you can go in and have chicken wings and watch pornos with them. But anyway, um, I, when I found out about that, I actually went and had a custom – you're going to love this, Elena. I went and had a custom bumper sticker made that said Maha <laughs> Bone on it. And I put it oh, on the back really? of my red, yep <laughs> on the back of my red Velari Sport Coupe, and I was heading into work at this place called Circuit Test back in 1986, and this big um, uh, Lincoln Town car with Masonic symbols, and you know uh, you know they have these stickers all the time that say that we give to the 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 sheriffs uh, organizations right. and all right, that stuff. right right. <laughs> They love they love to promote the fact that they're in with the sheriffs if you know what I mean. Right. And this guy the right. right. with all this masonic stuff on his car, he rolls down his window and he yells I'm like he, he's like beeping his horn beep, beep beep. And I'm I'm like, you know, I'm like 31 what? years old. What? What? You no, know, I'm just a kid. And I and so I roll down my window and this guy is like You take that bumper sticker off your car. <laughs> at and, you.
3: then,
4: and then I knew for sure that it was right.
0: <laughs> uh, the guy just confirmed anyway. it. All I right. know, right? Well,
4: it's nuts. But anyway, um, I just thought that I would share with folks, you know, the stuff that we were talking about, you said that, uh, they, you know, we were, um, Oh yeah, I remember. Um, so I, you, you said you hate it so much until this world is redeemed. We're just going to have to see more of it after I mentioned the Pope. And then, um, I said, yeah, the days of, uh, you know, uh, with, you know, the, the days uh, with a uh, disheartening sigh of exhaustion, I said, y- y- until the barley harvest and rescue, excuse me for the hiccups, rescue mission first watch. And you said, I'm right there with you and I'm in tears this morning. And then I said, which happens as soon as the aliens arrive in the sky, just after <laughs> World War III starts. And then you're like, well, they're yeah, already here. But there's a lot more coming. And then I said, right. yes, ma'am, there there are zillions. And you go, yep. And then I said, huge multi-species invasion. 2nd Ezra 15, verse 28. The dragons of Arane, Arabia then fight in the sky with the right. Carmangians. But whoever they are. It's going to be a and, lot. I know, right? And then you were like, they will be coming at us from every angle, under the earth, wicked spirits in heavens, then off-planet ones, the, then the spiders that are already here. And, and then you're like, and let's not forget the
5: digital domains,
4: the digital domains and the dimensions, uh, that, uh, that capability of creating nonstop that's crap. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. And your, I said, uh, I said I, you know what I said? I, I said, I wish we were on the radio right now.
0: I remember <laughs> that's that. What you said. I remember
2: that? Yeah. That's funny.
0: Yep. We were both in workaday world, but it's true. It's true, and that's about to happen. It's coming. They're like they're making this fake one, right? And then they're going to bring the real one on. It's going to be a you know a hybrid of both real and fake. They'll be real and digital and holograms and you name it. They'll pull it in. But okay, Johnny, it is um, getting yeah, it's very almost, close to it, my...
4: Yeah, so God, did you want to go ahead and close with a prayer tonight?
0: Sure. Oh, Father, we just thank you for this time together, and I thank you for Johnny and his presence. And, Father, I'm just asking that the people listening in, that a special blessing on each one of them, Father, I'm asking that if there's anybody listening in that hasn't made a commitment to get to know, to be in a relationship, to accept that Jesus Christ is very involved with them and that he loves them, and to accept that, accept him into a relationship with you, a strong relationship, then say this prayer, Lord Jesus, I need you. And I'm asking that you be real to me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And Lord Jesus, I just thank you um, that each and every person listening is protected and safe in you. And again, I'm asking for a blessing on each and every one. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Amen, praise God. And again, folks, uh, for any of you who, like I say, so much as lists up well, Elena mentions her by name, mentions me by name. I'm always seeking prayer over my job because, you know, like I said, it's a blessing to have work. But at the same time, you know, a lot of us who are in the workplace are getting, you know, uh, let's just say Lamb. a uh, a full-size giant's size 75 shoe jammed up our left tiny cheek every day.
3: <laughs> so anyway. Uh-huh. It's
4: tough. It's really tough. So please remember us, lift us up. And I promise you that I will pr- be praying, as I always do, continuously for every single one of you, that every one of us are found worthy. Luke twenty one thirty six, that we are found worthy to escape all these things that are about Amen. to come upon the earth. So pray always to be found worthy. What does that imply? that you're not worthy. So it's time to be praying that you will be found worthy. Amen? Amen. So pray for the lost. Pray for each other. Pray, pray, pray because our Father needs us to call down His power, His angels, and His holy fire into action upon this earth. And now is the time for greater things than these will we do because our King has gone under the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Thank you, Sister Elena. What a powerful Mm -hmm. and awesome show. We will see you at the Friday Night Prayer Vigil, 7 p.m. And I really want to get into some heavy-duty prayer uh, this Friday night, so I hope you will join. I'm going to do everything I can to avoid getting into a testimonial. I hope a flying saucer doesn't land on my house. Um, uh, Otherwise, (laughs) I'm I'm in trouble. Uh, But anyway, um, uh, God bless you all. And... um, I will be remembering every one of you in prayer. I promise you that. I always do. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, Sister Elaney. What a wonderful you. show. God thank bless you. Thank
0: you. God bless you. Bye. Amen. Bye.
4: Hey, goodbye. And everybody, just, again, hang in there. We're so close, folks. My goodness. Could it be a little bit of time yet? Yeah. Yeah. But, boy, are we close. God bless you all. <sighs>
5: clouds, for they shall see my glory.